0: Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered.
1: Welcome to the friend
0: zone. Every
1: time I'm in the zone. My
0: name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as Hey Friend. Hey.
1: My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. i the zone.
0: Pretty outspoken in this meeting. Though.
2: I'm outspoken forever, honey. You just didn't understand that. I tell anybody, whatever I want them to know, anytime, anyplace, anywhere.
3: Uh-huh.
2: You didn't know that? No. Well, now you know.
3: Anytime, anyplace,
1: anywhere. That's right. That's right. And what <laughs> really touched me, what touched me on a spiritual level, Here right? Here we go. For real. Was when she said, well, now you know. <laughs> well, now you know. Because, see— the, And then the, sat back. That's right. Okay. Let's talk about—let's unpack it, right? <laughs> Black women have been the fixers for so long, right? Yeah. So she saw a need
4: there. Mm-hmm. She
1: identified a need. There was some information that needed to be couriered, okay? <laughs> so she decided to be the vessel and to get it there the fastest, most efficient, most direct way possible. She saw that need. She satisfied that need. <sighs> confirmed that the need was met. And went on about her business she and did. turned around. So what you take from that, the takeaway, remember, that all month long, there's takeaways. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> and with that, now that you know that, welcome to the friend on your <laughs> weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell would you like to have a musty brain?
0: Oh, you ain't know that?
1: Well, now, now you, you know. know. <laughs> That's right. Do
0: you know how many people I saw tweeting, worry about your own mugshot? <laughs> worry about your own mugshot. The hashtag. whole week. And keep
1: the hashtags <laughs> alive, goddammit. Worry about your own mugshot. Keep that shit on Twitter. And the hashtag, well, now you know.
3: <laughs> Look, hashtag real talk for a second. Okay.
4: Um. <laughs> <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> no. I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to I'm not going to do it.
1: Hey
0: no, okay, friend. Not it, Dustin. How's it going, <laughs> friend? I am great.
1: That's good. <laughs> you look great.
0: Thank you. Greatness
1: is Woo! emanating from you.
0: How was your weekend? My weekend was fantastic.
1: I worked <laughs>
0: Simon All is, weekend. Down, is down already.
1: He Woo. is. <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of being down, it was a very black weekend. You know what I'm saying? Because It happened? was MLK weekend, oh. so niggas Amen. was down for it. You know what I'm saying? We What'd you dying, do? Down for the cause. <laughs> I celebrated, you know what I'm saying? I kept hope alive. Uh-oh. That's what I did, okay?
0: And what does that look like?
1: Baby, it looked like a fist pump. In a Nike tracksuit, <laughs> and a whole, I smelled like good times. Because, baby, the good times was hit. They, the, you know how they say let the good times roll? Mm-hmm. I let the good times hip roll. Here we okay? go. <laughs> <laughs> and them good times better roll, hey, oh, hey, for the last oh,
0: oh, <laughs> and your hips
1: better roll <laughs> hey, hey, it ain't went nowhere.
0: Yeah, I've been brought that out. It ain't went minute. nowhere, but no, it was a great weekend. Hips are still
1: <laughs> Celebrated with all my friends. I had a really good time with shout out to Kid Fury because we had us a good time. Oh boy! Oh boy! God. Oh, oh, boy. We did. So, yeah I should have
0: been looking on your, uh, did you post it on IG Live? Oh,
1: no, no face, no case. No <laughs> face, no case.
0: Now y'all know that. I ain't going
1: to leave nothing to be recollected.
0: Okay.
3: okay. How <laughs> did Portia say, uh, Nene said to Portia, was it on camera? Oh, was it on camera? <laughs> exactly. What'd
0: you do this weekend? My weekend
3: was great. Um, you know, it was a little rocky. I'm not going to lie. I just want to, mm. you know, just thank the Lord that I have not gone to jail. Amen. Right. You, know, you know, people. It bees like you, that. Sometimes people's roommates.
4: Mm. I I hate when people have
3: roommate situations and then their roommates involve you and shit. It's like, leave me out of this. Mm. Because I can just... I don't live here. I can handle this quick, fast, and early. But then (laughs) I'd say... I can't do this. I can't live that kind of life. But outside of that, my homegirl Tara, she turned thirty. So happy birthday, Tara! Happy birthday, um, happy Tara! She had a nineties party. It was awesome. Oh, okay. It was so amazing, and it was in Harlem. So you know, I was a blessed, highly favored. I did okay. not even have to a local leave. joker. Uh, look, <laughs> okay. I was able, I was able to walk. Okay, so I showed up in that bitch extra Mary and Rosie. Did cheap. you
0: walk there? Uh,
3: no, I still took a cab. But you know, it was walkable, <laughs> right. so that means okay. the cab okay. was cheap. Okay, <laughs> so it, that was a great time. I also got some new. Um, one of my former bosses Is no longer a boss So ding dong The witch is gone Ooh, um, Shout I'm out to everybody At, at the last job You know Glad that you all are blessed And highly favored as well Hope Ooh. somebody comes in there And treats y'all right How y'all need to be treated The <laughs> so you was saying great.
1: Let the dough hit her <laughs> <laughs> okay. Twice. Twice Two
4: times
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> What about you friend How was your weekend
0: My weekend was really good I got into this like uh Super crazy cleaning mode. I don't know what's mm. going on with me. You ever get into that? Yeah, it was one of those. You get into that, like, Dominican mom cleaning mm. where you, it takes you one day just to clean one room. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, deep clean when you're you just wiping everything. Oh, my God. It was crazy. Do so much shit out. Change my apartment around. I don't know what I'm going through right now. <laughs> 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 Energetically. <laughs> my mom you came re- over. and She was like... Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, when someone knows you're going through something, mm-hmm. they're just like, I'm going to let you do this, yeah, whatever this know, is. Support. 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 But I feel good. I feel like energy's moving because yes. it's, the, you know, top of the year. And and I feel like, in a weird way, I feel like my year isn't really starting to Feb 1st. I feel like January was just like preliminary. It's the
3: appetizer.
0: Right? It's just like the, the pre-year. And I'm getting everything in order. But I'm excited. I got a lot of really amazing news that I'll be able to announce probably like on next week's episode. Mm-hmm. And just some really, yes. yeah, some great campaigns. Hey, I know. <laughs> 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 a lot of really awesome news. I did say I was laying low this month, but God. Baby, he lifted you up.
1: Lord, lift us up where <laughs> you belong.
0: <laughs> so you raise can't. me up. Hey, okay. okay. <laughs> I am done with okay. y'all today. So, ready?
1: get started with me. The way shit going for you right now, get started with me. Please don't leave me alone. Okay. Y'all are killing
0: me. Are y'all ready to jump into this week's oh, episode? Oh, absolutely, Brand. <laughs> so last week, we had an episode titled Changing Faces, mm-hmm. where we talked about... Just the things that change, your, your perception, your preferences, your tastes, your palate, things that start changing over time as you age, whether it's the music you like, people you like, even food, fashion, things you once loved, don't love anymore, or maybe things you didn't like that you now see completely differently. And as always, you guys had a lot to say. Who stood out to you, Asante.
3: Shout out to everybody in the emails. <laughs> um, I actually have a couple of people I want to shout out. Yes. Uh, this one is from Jean Vera. Okay. I'm praying that I'm saying your name correctly. Anyway, she's from Raleigh, North Carolina. And she says, I was listening to your podcast and it especially piqued my interest when Fran, hi Fran. Hi. Mentioned her experience with Frank Ocean's Blonde album. This also happened to me recently.
0: How weird. So many people are experiencing this album. A lot of people album. email
3: saying this, right? I revisited the album on New Year's Eve. I've always liked it, but I heard it on a, in a brand new way on New Year's Eve. Literally moved me to tears. I believe there's healing in that album. Like in the song, Siegfried, you mentioned... He says, been living in an idea, an idea from another man's mind.
0: I literally tweeted that line.
3: Followed by the echo. exact line. Of I'm not brave. Mm. That's so powerful. Really challenges us to perform a gut check. Are we following our soul's purpose and work? Are we pursuing our passions or an idea from another man's mind? And if we're not following our path, why aren't we brave enough to do something about it? This is a spiritual challenge as much as it is tangible or material challenge. In another viewpoint, we are literally living in an idea from another man's mind. This whole society and how we function is an idea from another man's mind. Wow. Why haven't we started to live our ideas? Echo, I'm not brave. So oh. I wanted to make sure I shouted that out. Because yes, deep as hell and, you know, Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to shout out, uh, well, I was going to say her real name, but she decided to give her fake name, which is Garnet Daffodil. <laughs> um, Garnet's subject is asparagus and lying men. And I thought this was funny. It's Mm-mm. short and cute. Um, I tried asparagus when I was a kid and hated it a year and a half ago I met a guy and he loved asparagus so I learned to cook more dishes with it and I started to love it turns out I was highly allergic and this turns out I was highly allergic and this man lied about having children so even though I miss asparagus I don't miss him When trying shit fails Whoa I thought that shit was funny as hell Cause she would probably say Oh you know asparagus ain't so bad But then she was allergic to that shit And then the nigga that she was wearing, wearing shit and all, it, So all it, it all could downhill. go
1: Boop. You gotta be careful with asparagus though Here Yeah we go I mean, It affects the smell of everything Yeah I was just
3: about to say That smell is real <laughs> Okay
1: And you just Ooh. when you think you smell safe It's worth with it With a number one <laughs> Baby, you get the shock of your life <laughs> fucking around with asparagus. It's
0: worth it, You think something's wrong
1: with you, and it you be the asparagus. I swear to God, you be like, why is my pee <laughs>
0: it's
1: smelling like, like it? going with Like, words. what today? But yes, asparagus, you have to really be prepared. <laughs> Preparedness is one of the things that is necessary for asparagus to be successful. Fran, uh,
3: what did you find?
0: DeAndre Watson for... On SoundCloud said, ah, nah, that comment from Fran about not being able to hear a song that you used to love because of heartbreak triggered me too hard. Mm. So, like, y'all put me on to Daniel Caesar before he blew up for the radio. Mm. And I started dating this girl, and I made her ringtone the Get You song. Mm -hmm. damn. Since I was always taken aback by how she actually liked me. Oh. That's cute. Anyway, and so <laughs> and so I heard it, and every what do you, wait. And so I heard it, and every time she called, and I started to get that Pavlovian response where I would get an instant boost of joy whenever I heard it. And it was two months, I know, but I felt help. Wow, uh-oh, my tongue too today. No. I'm you. But I felt hard for her. Free the tongue. And then we went our separate ways. And Get You just started getting bigger on the radio. Now it pops up and I just get straight instantly sick to my stomach, tight in my chest. <laughs> <laughs> like I just ate a Five Guys Burger levels. And I got to change the station or leave the room Damn. instantly now. I still love all of Daniel <laughs> Caesar's stuff, but that song, no, nope. I physically cannot. Ain't that crazy? That's real. And you know what? You actually... I had to read that comment because, first of all, how real is that? And second of all, it's going to tie into this week's wellness segment. Because I saw so many people saying that that's happened to them where songs are completely ruined or just things that they connected to someone else and now they can't deal with, you know, seeing it or hearing it or being around it, whether it's a place so we go we're gonna work on that for the while What'd you segment? say, friend?
1: We'll get there. We'll we're get not there. there yet, but we'll get there.
0: <laughs> what about you, Dustin? What'd you find in these Twitter streets? In these streets.
1: Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so just because y'all been asking. So anyway, um, the first Twitter comment that I would like to highlight comes from none other than superstar songwriter extraordinaire Claude Kelly. Oh. Vocalist extraordinaire, Claude. debonair extraordinaire, jumpsuit extraordinaire, hey. jumpsuit Claude, Claude, Claude Kelly. I tweeted a couple of days ago that I wanted to um hear a New Orleans bounce version of the Muppet Show theme song, right? You know when they go, it's time to put on makeup.
4: Oh, it's time cute. to start the
1: show. That just it for me, I don't know. Well, I do know how I arrived at that place of thought. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was the thought I had come That's up neither with. Here nor right? there. I need to <laughs> hear another there, focus on your
4: focus, which is the point.
1: So um, Claude responded to the tweet and said, and that theme song is one of my all-time faves. You just got hella cool points with me for even mentioning now. I just want the record to reflect, (laughs) okay, that that one of the baddest songwriters of all time complimented me on my musical taste, and we're talking about a theme song of a show. Which means I That's had to right. have an ear for that. That's right. And he has ears that, you know, God really just, you know how on Ghosts they was molding that clay with on a <laughs> wheel? That's how God made Claude's ears, That's right? Because right. the nigga, he's a musical genius. That's right So for him to compliment me, you know, you damn sure knew I was finna mention it on the show this week. Uh, okay. Can, okay. You,
0: can I just say Kid Fury uh, at the top of the read last week? I think it was. Uh-huh. You know how him and Crystal say different people's mm-hmm. names? He said he was Claude <laughs> <laughs> I When I tell you, I laughed so... I was on the train. <laughs> I busted out. Ooh. It was just so unexpected. Like, we are silly.
1: Very silly, but that's hilarious. <laughs> he would do um,
0: that. I'm Claude Kelly.
1: <laughs> so, shout out to St. Shannon. Um, Shannon underscore sense on Instagram. Um, who tweeted... Who's also my friend. Who tweeted... Kate Moss, Charday, and Aaliyah having the same birthday is crazy when you consider that they are all similarly famous for being cool, mysterious enigmas. Mm, mm.
0: That's true. A little food for
1: thought on your ass.
0: Right. It's a name I haven't heard in a minute.
1: And so, um, you know, I just think that that's it. Actually, I do have um, an update on Kate Moss for you. Oh. Her and Mary J. Blige, are, which, of course, is how I know. Her and Mary <laughs> J. Blige are friends, and they were just photographed, like, maybe a few months ago. They were visiting. Um, they went to George Michael's house, like, to pay with respects and throw flowers on his grave. Cause, um, whatever is there. Yeah. Because they were all friends, but Mary and Kay Moss are, like, they're friends' friends. Really? Friends. Yeah. Like, for real, for real friends. Like, they hang out.
0: Wow, wow. Yeah. an unlikely duo. And well, I mean, I don't cool. know either one of them. So I should, I shout out say. to Mary J. Blige for receiving her <laughs> star on
1: the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah,
0: she looks so cute. On her
1: birthday. Amen. It that. just was such a full circle moment for me. So I know how she had to feel.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty, you really love Mary J. With Blige. all,
1: every aorta, valve, everything <laughs> in my heart. That all is of my just poof, so poof, sweet. Poof, That's yes. Oh. I love Mary. She, I just don't get me started. Lordy Bobo! Don't, st- <laughs> don't get me started. I don't get me started. You start. know what? Please <laughs> no, do not no. do no. So anyway, that's all I found in these streets. Actually, <laughs> I can't. There's one more that I have to highlight. Mm-hmm. And this comes from at poetic love stone, Mrs. Longbottom, who put hashtag self-care with friends on pride. Thanks to Sante, Dustin, and friend. And she put a video of herself. Dancing with a face mask on to one of our freestyles from yes. earlier episodes. And, you know, I love it when people send us videos of them enjoying our, our work. So shout out to her because that was really cool and it made me smile.
0: Shout out.
1: <laughs> and that's it. Well, that.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Very that video was really funny. Yeah. Um Okay, so you ready to jump into this week's topic? I guess. Like a trampoline. I guess. <laughs> Don't worry, it won't be too scary.
1: So okay, remember yeah.
0: last week, we touched on the topic of forgiveness very lightly. We, I mentioned it, right, I mentioned it casually when I was discussing that I'm actually really good friends with the wife of one of my exes, mm-hmm. and that he actually, she's actually someone that he left me for, so that dynamic, <laughs> right, that dynamic is so funny to even explain to most people, because right. people, their uh, reflexes to look at me like, girl, <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay, but I, I thought it was funny because I got a bunch of emails and messages and uh, tweets that ranged from people being like, oh, that's so, you know, powerful and profound to, girl, you crazy. <laughs> I could never, it could never be me. So I love it because that to me is what makes this show so juicy that there's just so many ways to look at things. That's so I right. I started looking up, you know, the science, of course, the science and the psychology and just a bunch of different stories And it got me to thinking about forgiveness. And I realized it's not a topic we've covered on this show. And it made me curious, Mm -hmm. as always, to want to ask you guys a thousand (laughs) questions. (laughs) But it made me curious about forgiveness and where it fits into your life. So before I jump into the science of it, or should I read you a story first? Or do you want me to ask you the questions first? Story time! Story time! This one is, (laughs) I mean... Bonkers. Okay, so I was on the like Berkeley Springer bonkers. I mean, beyond Mona's got young bonkers. Even beyond that, Right? If, 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 okay, if you can believe it, it like you like. Let me take my <laughs> shoes out. Okay, world style. <laughs> <laughs> it might be style. okay. So on the Berkeley website. Um, They have in the education section, they had an an article titled The New Science of Forgiveness. There's um, a writer by the name of Everett Worthington Jr. who apparently has dedicated his career to the study of forgiveness. He's found articles that basically prove on a scientific level that there's tons of health and social benefits. And he uses the Berkeley website to post a lot of his research findings. So, of course, I was like sifting through all of that. So he mentioned this story about a young man named Chris Carrier who, when he was 10 years old, was abducted near his Florida home, taken into the swamps, stabbed repeatedly in the chest and abdomen with an ice pick, and then shot through the temple with a handgun. Remarkably, hours after being shot, he woke up with a headache. (laughs) That's it. Wow. Unable to see out of one eye, but he lived, and he stumbled up onto the highway, stopped a car... And the person in the car took him straight to the hospital. He was able to make it. Wow. Years later, a police officer told Chris that the man who was suspected of his abduction was now laying close to death. Confront him, suggested the officer. And Chris did more than that. He actually he- went to the hospital and comforted his attacker during the man's final weeks of life and ultimately forgave him, bringing him peace... To them both. Now, (laughs) I know that is like an extreme. I really wish people could see so
1: many mixed emotions. I mean, I can't see out of one eye, (laughs) and you think I'm gonna go sit up in the hospital.
0: I really wish people could see y'all's faces. like...
1: (laughs) My emotions changed so
0: much. (laughs) That's why this is such a beautiful conversation. (laughs) So, Chris Carrier's act of forgiveness, this is uh, Everett's article, says, it might seem unfathomable yeah, like to some, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, an extreme charity or even foolish foolishness. Indeed, our culture seems to perceive forgiveness as a sign of weakness, submission, or both. And often, we find it easier to stigmatize or denigrate our enemies. It's just easier for us a lot of times than to empathize or forgive them. And in a society as competitive as ours, people may hesitate to forgive because they don't want to relinquish the upper hand in that relationship or how they're viewed and perceived by people. Mm-hmm. So now that you have that story in mind, obviously that was an extreme beyond, but I just wanted to see, <laughs> I wanted to show an example of the levels. I mean... (laughs) Of forgiveness that are clearly possible. He was
1: a child.
3: You wasn't playing when you said (laughs) Bianca. Because that fucked me up. Damn.
0: (laughs) Um, There's a quote here that says, it is much more agreeable to offend and later ask forgiveness than to be offended and grant forgiveness. Um, I think many people are inclined to agree with him. This is what uh, Everett Worthington Mm -hmm. was saying about people just not... Being down with that, finding this completely unfathomable. So that brings me to the question that I wanted to ask you guys. How does forgiveness play a role in your relationships? Are you quick to forgive? Does it take you a while? Are you someone that just does not forgive if you don't feel like it? How have you made your peace or not with the act of forgiveness in your relationships?
1: Well, forgiveness is something that I feel like is necessary, right? It's not just something that you're forgiving the other person for whatever the transgression or whatever it was. You're also forgiving yourself of the burden of hating someone or being angry and being consumed with all of that. Amen. So, But you also don't want to forgive someone just for the sake of having that clarity. So it has to be something that's authentic and sincere. And in order to arrive at that place, it takes a whole lot of work mm-hmm. and a whole lot of deep you know, unpacking of issues and really figuring things about yourself out that you might not be comfortable with even accepting. So that's why I think a lot of people never really arrive at true forgiveness Mm -hmm. because it forces you to almost face or confront things about yourself that will free up, you know, the bandwidth for you to then forgive the other person. But it is necessary. It is something that literally feels like it's a cleansing when you forgive someone and you truly mean it. And it goes so far beyond. To me, it's something that, it shouldn't ever be looked at as weak because it's actually the the epitome and like the personification of what strength is as a person. Mm -hmm. It's hard when you feel like someone has wronged you or not been considerate of you, you know, and they knew – that that was the right thing to do, and they just simply chose not to do that, it's very difficult to rebound from that when it comes to how you perceive a person. And that directly impacts the way that you act and engage with them and all of those things. So that's why forgiveness is such a challenging thing for most people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Me personally, I can forgive you if I love you. If you're a person that I love, and not I shouldn't say forgive, because I can forgive anyone right, that has done me wrong, because some things are not worth me even being mad about. Some things I can even understand, even though you may have wronged me, I can understand how you arrived at that place, Mm. and then, like, forgive you, because I understand how it happened, and it may be something that we can correct, but moving forward past the forgiveness with a person is where the challenge is for me. I can forgive you, but it's very hard for me to then engage with you and, and learn how to just treat you the way that I feel like I have to now that I know that I can't trust you fully. It's hard for me to make that shift. So that's where I find the challenge, but I definitely understand forgiveness and the value of it.
0: And uh, you, you, first of all, you brought up a lot of great points because in one of the articles I was looking up on psychology today mm-hmm. I like live on these the sides. whole thing <laughs> <laughs> right I because you know it's easy to say you should forgive but how do you do it yes how does one do it and one of the steps that the article I'm actually going to pull that up um it is called the psychology of forgiveness a how-to guide on the science behind learning to forgive that is by an author named Ruben Cottom And that's on psychologytoday.com. He had a couple of steps, and that's actually one of the steps he mentioned. He said, you have to try to look beyond the person and look at the event as a whole. Mm -hmm. Look at the bigger picture. Remember we used to say on the show, zoom out. If you Mm -hmm. can, just zoom out for a second. Sometimes you can understand how the person, like Dustin said, arrived To this happening, even if it's hard at first because you're in your feelings and you should be in your feelings. Right. That's another important point. Forgiving quickly is usually unhealthy. And I have forgiven quickly even before processing my emotions. So it wasn't even coming from the right place. And if I'm going to forgive you to then beat you up about it, then what was the point?
1: Right. You know what I mean? So
0: I've learned to just like give myself the time to process the anger the rage, the sadness, the despair, whatever comes up, just let it be. And I think that's the part that people feel bad not allowing themselves the range of emotions and the spectrum of emotions. But you got to go through it. Even with the example of my ex with his wife. Mm-hmm. Of course I was sad. I was devastated. I mentioned on the show, my friends and I used to talk shit. You go through the emotions. Mm-hmm. You have to go through everything you need to go to because this is... Uh, bringing up and kicking up feelings in you that clearly need to come to light and at the same time I also learned a lot and that's the other tip that the article gave try after you let the emotions pass (laughs) and you can actually think clearly and rationally ask yourself what you learned when you step back what did this situation kick up that's another uh tweet that I had mentioned weeks ago where I said, instead of asking why is this happening to me, I asked, I asked myself, what did I learn? What is this teaching me? And What is this telling me about me? Maybe it meant, you know, I need stronger boundaries. Mm. Maybe I need to be someone who when I have like a person of my word, where if I say, I don't like you doing this, I mean it and we're done. As opposed to having watery boundaries where then obviously the person's not going to respect them. Because you don't even respect them. Mm. How can you expect that from the other person? You know what I mean? It'll kick up a lot of things about you. And you should, I shouldn't say you should. I'll say I tend to spend more time on what it kicked up, what the lessons were, so that I can get stronger and better for my next chess move. As opposed to focusing on you and what you, quote unquote, did wrong. You know what I mean? Because I can't change that. It happened already. You're dwelling on the past. just going to make you depressed. So, Asante, what about you?
3: You know, I hate to be cliche, but a lot of my life is lived through. Or a lot of lessons, I feel like, come back up through music. So, as far as forgiveness is concerned, I think I had to learn. Um, whoa, I started rhyming there. I need to take a, take a beat. <laughs> you Hold said on. it. <laughs> um, India had a song, and it never was released or whatever. But the song was just called Time Heals All. Mm. And so that came at a point in my life Where there was just something tragic I don't know An old boyfriend or something Who knows And I just remember thinking to myself You know what Time is going to heal this I'm not going to be thinking about this nigga after long But then I remember beating myself up Being like Well why am I mad about this And then I remember thinking Well this shit ain't going to matter to me In the next like two months So like And so then I said to myself, "All right, well I'm mad about this shit right now. And as as much as I don't want to be mad about it no more, I need to give myself a timestamp. I need to say, in two days' time, your ass ain't gonna be crying and like get your ass up and reset. So I just had to like do these little things with myself to say like, what is forgive? Like, what's it gonna take for me to forgive somebody? Like I can't have nobody in my face saying like, what are you gonna like? What do I have to do for you to forgive me? Like I don't feel like there's things that other people can do for me to forgive them, or maybe there are. Um, maybe there are ways of holding people accountable and getting that." But I feel like in part of me learning these lessons, like I have to figure out like what it is that I uh, needed to put in or. <laughs> Sorry, I took myself out there. Uh, what it is that I need <laughs> to um, add to the situation or what I could have removed from it to benefit from it to move forward. And if it's something that I feel like I need from someone else to move forward, like if I feel like I need to have a back and forth dialogue for understanding, um then I can get to forgiveness. But I'm not one to hold grudges. I've always wanted to live a light life. But I did run into me forgiving too quickly at one point because it was yes. like you're running too fast. Like you're not even processing what happened. You feel like you're just letting go when you're really just ignoring something. And so that was something I had to double back around in life. Like when I moved to New York, I feel like. I feel like when I lived in Atlanta, it was so easy to just kind of like let shit roll off and be like, all right, well, I'm not going to worry about that for a while. But in New York, you know, everybody... you you always bump into people in these small circles and it's like you have to be held accountable for a lot of your shit. And I feel like that's part of growth. You know, in order to forgive, you have to grow. But even in order to be forgiven, you have to grow, I feel like. And I feel bad and I don't want to jump the gun, but it makes me think of Mary to Medicine mm-hmm. when they talk oh, about Mariah Lord. and they talk about forgiveness. You know, Mariah comes back to the group like everything's all good, saying, I forgive y'all ladies for everything. And you know, I'm sorry for anything that I did. And then they still want to hold her accountable. So it's not like she's actually asking for their forgiveness. She's just telling them, you know, I forgive y'all and, you know, I'm sorry, so y'all can y'all can forgive me. Let's move forward. It's like, no, you have to be held accountable in certain situations, too, in order to grow.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one of probably the biggest challenges of forgiving too fast mm-hmm. is that where's the accountability on both ends? You know, whether you were the culprit <laughs> or uh, the person who something was done against both of you clearly need to process this relationship and what's going on. So that I think that's actually been one of my biggest lessons is to just admit that, no, I don't forgive you right now, actually. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with saying that. I don't I don't, I've never been able to say that. I always, you know, being, like, nice and trying to be loving and supportive, I've forgiven atrocious <laughs> situations mm-hmm. under the guise of unconditional love and support <laughs> as a partner, and you know what? That's cool, but sometimes you need a little time to make sure that that's coming from the real place. From a real place.
3: Solange told me that I have the right to be mad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to let that that feeling out or else it gets suppressed. And then what happens? You forgive, but then you're, like, jabbing at each other all week or, you know, talking to each other a little bit reckless. Or they'll say one thing and then you blow up for no reason. Yeah. The person's like, well, why would you take me back? Tuh. Remember we had the episode about what would your exes say if they were all in one room? And I was like, they'd say I stayed too long. <laughs> leave leave you know what I mean leave at the first sign of you knowing that this is not right so the Chris Carrier uh story was obviously on he the other side of the spectrum Sorry, Chris do you, <laughs> not that one do you guys think you could have forgiven that
1: no and I'm not gonna I can't lie and I'm I hope to one day it's really right now it is really my focus and my goal to just live in a bubble of peace. And so that peace will encourage me to be f- as forgiving as somebody like him, right? right? So every day I work on that. But that, first of all, he was a child. And to me, certain things, like, just are unforgivable. Messing with kids, you know what I'm saying? Old people, you know, shit like that, stealing from churches. You know, it's just certain things that you just, as a person, like, you shouldn't do. And that, you know, stabbing and shooting a child, a 10-year-old kid in the head and leaving them for dead. And 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 I was the kid. Like, there's no way. Right. I would have went to that hospital and probably poured ginger ale on all of the outlets <laughs> and electrical equipment that so in that specific. man's room. I would have wanted him to sizzle his way out of here. Okay? That's what Damn. I would have wanted. So there's no way. Certain things, like I said, Messing week, I'll never forget back in the day. Um, back in L.A. when shit was really crazy out there with like the race riots or whatever, and there was a um a store owner who shot a young black girl in the head because she thought she was stealing and the girl wasn't stealing <clears throat> and they showed the news camera show footage from when they brought the lady back to court to like appear and be sentenced or whatever you know she had been in jail all that time while she was being tried or whatever. Baby when I tell you she showed up to that podium they to be what? They wore that ass out. And I looked like a baseball ear up underneath her chin, elbow coming out her earlobe, like jacked her up. Because even in spaces where people are contained for having committed crimes, there's still a general moral code right. that people operate on. And that's why I brought that story up. There's certain things like you just you don't mess with kids. And so that that's so extreme that that is my extremity where I would be able to not be capable of forgiving the person. I'm sorry. That's where it, the bar that's is. That's where it is. I'm sorry. I
0: mean, yeah, I think I've, because I'm pretty, um, forgiveness has been a big theme. I mean, I think it's a big theme for everybody. It's yeah. not, not exclusive, but right. I've forgiven some really, like, technically unforgivable mm-hmm. things. And I'm not even referring to relationships, just things of human life. Life, Yeah, yeah. that's just like, wow. And what has always worked for me is that one thing of giving yourself time. If it takes years, it takes years. That's your pace. That's what it has to be. That's your processing uh, for understanding how to get through it. And then the second thing was zooming out. And, you know, I forgave someone who had attacked me Mm -hmm. when I was younger. But it took me a long time. But I forgave them when I heard more and understood more of who they were. And like you were saying earlier, Dustin, how someone can come to, Mm
4: -hmm.
0: you know, an event to that that point. It Mm. was that kind of thing where I learned about their life and what they went through as a child. Does it justify me being attacked by them? Obviously not. But it painted a different perspective and a different picture where I was like, oh, okay. That was their state of mind in that at that point in time, you know what I mean? And it was I was able to release myself from thinking it was my fault, you know, or something I did, understanding that it was way bigger than me. And it wasn't even personal. You know what I mean? It was the problem that person was having. And I was able to let it go. But this situation with the kid in the in the woods being shot and stabbed like that Sometimes I, you know, it's a good thing to ask yourself, like, where are your limits on forgiveness? Like, is, do you have a limit? Is there a point where you're like, ah, I don't know. That might be
3: my limit, right? That there. might be
0: it because yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. Or when you think of God forbid, knock on wood, someone hurting your parents or something, oh, would you would you be able to sit with that person and be like, I forgive? you? And you've seen it. I've seen documentaries mm-hmm. where people killed people's children. There was one I saw actually where the lady actually became friends with. Her son's killer, because she, in a strange twist of fate, she felt like you took something from me. Like you shared that moment, you saw my child's, la- you know, bitch my life. La- out of
1: her goddamn mind. Listen, I ain't trying to call her out her name, but she <laughs> out her goddamn mind. Yeah, you, you took my I child's life. Maybe it was last how she, breath
0: and she That she might be it. how she coped. Yeah, and she felt like. You were there at his last moments and in a very odd way they bonded through that I'm, I cannot
1: <laughs> there's no way in hell that does I, I can't even underst I can't even begin to my ch- look how I'm scratching I my see chest my, my, getting skin, tight. my skin I can't Nine. even begin to understand how you can befriend a person who murdered your child right like I get the connection that she's referencing so mm-hmm. I, I get I get it but to Physically be in that space with, in in a relationship with someone like that, be a friend to someone who murdered my my child and engage with them.
0: Well, she tapped into the the guy's life and he was like, you know, mm-hmm. poor, fell into gangbanging because his uh. parents like it was it was she she was able to zoom out and look at the story of what brought him to that intersection of his life being what it was and then. Crossing paths with her son on the street on that faithful day.
1: You know what, though? Uh, Number one, I don't have children, Mm. okay? And number two, and I know that there's something transformative about becoming a parent. And it shapes the way that you love people. So I I haven't had that experience. And number two, because I haven't had that experience, I haven't grieved the loss of my child. And sometimes, you know, the strength that is immeasurable is birthed through that kind of pain. And so that's how she was able to become, to zoom out, I guess, Mm -hmm. and arrive at that point. And because I haven't had those two experiences, maybe that's why I cannot even begin to understand doing that. Yeah. So that's probably why.
0: And really, I think it comes down to... Your personal experiences, your personal expansion of your consciousness, your spirit, your soul. She clearly is at a place where from whatever she's been through, however she sees the world, that she was able to wrap her mind around viewing it that way and approaching it that way. And that is her level of forgiveness. Mm Amazing. Amazing. I, it's amazing to me because I also don't know if I could do it. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Obviously, you don't know till you're in it. But right. I really, it, I just I'm amazed at stories like that because it's um it's powerful to see the levels that people can expand their consciousness to. What about you? Do you think do you have like a hard no, or are you as you know malleable?
3: What? I mean, unfortunately, my no is pretty hard. Yes, it's, <laughs> I mean it's yes, it's a no. <laughs> um, but I think about how how? if I still had, like, this spirit that I have, like how I'm so in love with life, even though bad shit be happening, like, would I still have that spirit if something was taken from me at 10 years old? Right. Or, like, so I don't want to be like, you know, yeah, because if it was me and that happened then, like, I feel like that would change me, that would take something from me. Now, I do hope maybe one day to be able to have the capacity to forgive, but I don't know if I believe that I will have that capacity to forgive in the manner of, like, showing up and taking care of someone that I feel like or potentially could feel like someone took so many things from me versus it me feeling like it's a blessing in different ways because other things might come from it. You know, I just never would know until it would happen and I wouldn't want it to happen to me. But just thinking about I just don't I think because I'm still trying to intersect forgiveness with closure, like I'm still figuring out what the intersection looks like for me, um, why I would want that. Like I understand that people need that that mm-hmm. like just that interaction, um or you know, just to see people's expressions what they feel, or even like I feel like auras like there are new uh there are new things broken in auras when stuff like that happens in person, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I feel like i could could do that could want that for myself like as much as i would want to be able to forgive i'd want to forgive from a distance like i don't know if i need that closure of forgiving the person in person necessarily
0: that's actually a really good point too because in the article where the man was giving the tips on psychology today he was also saying to make sure that forgiveness is what it needs to be for you. For some people, they can forgive, like the lady with, you know, the man who killed her son. She forgave him, but also stayed in his life. And then there are other people who that's a hard no for. Where I'll forgive you, but like Dustin was saying earlier, it doesn't mean that you need to be in my life anymore. Because now I see you. And I'm clear that that's actually not what I want in my life. I'm more along the lines of that.
4: Right.
0: (laughs) Where I understand the benefits... I have felt the benefits. Like, let's say, you know, the story I shared about my dad, you know, that I wasn't going to, like, continue to push the issue. Like, let's fix this and we have to. No, that was a clear boundary that was set and I'm going to respect it on both ends. You know what I mean? And it's like now you just let go of the story, like we like to say, and move on from it. And for me, that feels better for me spiritually. Yes. I can build on that as opposed to holding on and trying to turn something into what it's clearly not especially in relationships, that's always the worst. You you forgive, and then you, like, low-key hate the person. <laughs> or you're still mad at them, you still have anger. What's the point? Forgive and move on. And you brought up a good point, Asante, where you were saying you understand the benefits, but, like, you have to ask yourself, what do I really need from this? Right. And there was a study, uh, a psychologist at Hope College, her name was Charlotte Van Oyen, with Villette, I believe her. <laughs>
1: Alouette,
0: Alouette. <laughs>
3: Saying I that get... wrong. I didn't take French, two,
0: just one. So she did a study where she asked people to think about someone who had hurt, mistreated, or offended them, and while they thought about this person and his or her past offense, she monitored their blood pressure, their heart rate, their facial muscle t- muscle, <laughs> their <laughs> facial <laughs> muscle tension, and sweat gland activity. Uh, To ruminate on an old transgression is to practice unforgiveness, she said. So sure enough, in her research, when people recalled a grudge, their physical arousal soared. Their blood pressure and heart rate increased, shot right up. They sweated more. Um, They were showing signs of stress. Subjects found, you know, they just felt completely unpleasant all of a sudden. It made them feel angry and sad and anxious. Some of them completely lost control in that moment. And in the other side of the study, she also asked them to try to empathize with the offenders or imagine, not necessarily actually doing it, but imagine forgiving them.
1: The machine blew up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And when they practiced this imagined forgiveness, their physical arousal actually started coasting downwards. And they showed no more of a stress reaction than normal wakefulness produces. So what happens is that your cortisol, which is a hormone um, that is a quick response to stress, it shoots up when you are stressed and holding grudges. So there's actual health and physical uh, challenges that kick up in you when you don't forgive someone. And it's proved scientifically. You can go online and find study Mm. after study after study. I actually went on this site called Theta Healing that was saying you know how your your you have brain waves that are in constant motion your brain's constantly producing waves at all frequencies you remember studying this when we were younger mm, where oh. right where your brain was in beta alpha theta yes. delta gamma mm-hmm. yes. those are the five main frequency brain waves so what happens is um when you are Holding on to all these stories, all these really stressful grudges and this person that you hate and this person that did this and did that, your brain literally can't be at an alpha state or even a theta state, which is relaxation, the state of calm, the state of uh, meditation and the true, what I've been learning about creativity and thriving and where your brain needs to be for you to, to actually do well and manifest all these dreams you have and really uh, evolving as a person and getting further into your career and learning what you need to study and just thriving, like literal thrive energy, mm-hmm. your brain needs to be able to hit those waves and frequencies so if you're stressed and science is saying that it's literally preventing you from hitting those waves, you have to start thinking about the science of forgiveness. If not for
3: <laughs> I'm just thinking my waves don't lie. That's why I was like, <laughs> damn, waves don't lie. <laughs> That's what crashes
0: for. You know what I mean? So if not, if this is something you struggle with, at least think about it in terms of your health. Mm. Think about it in terms of your brain's health. Think about it in terms of your goals. Think about letting go of the past just so that your future has a better shot. If anything, do it for that.
4: Yes. You know
0: what I mean? And I just think that that of all the research I read was probably the most profound finding of all of this. Because forgiveness is tough. Even reading that kid's story, I was like, wow. I I thought I was forgiving. The fact that he was with him in his dying days and comforted him, not just forgave him, but comforted him.
1: Now, you know,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you do know that's what he could have just told them. <laughs> oh, he very well could have sat up there in that room for how long? Like three days, two weeks, what was it? And then ended he his day damn day, self. Every day. That's it. That's this, That's why. You know why, I'm right? I'm going to be here every day, motherfucker. <laughs> this is what you until get. Until this time.
0: Oh my goodness! I've been
1: waiting. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> See,
0: and now so these are. I was looking. up <laughs> So in the article on Psychology Today, just you know to close it out, mm-hmm. um, they were saying so the three common ways to forgive definitions of forgiveness rather. Number one is gaining a more balanced view of the offender and the event. Number two, decreasing negative feelings towards the offender and potentially increasing compassion. That ties into the brain waves. Being aware of the chemicals that you are allowing your body to shoot because you rather hold a grudge. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. And number three, giving up the right to punish the offender further or to demand restitution. So, revenge.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, this is my last question. This, this
3: part's hard. <laughs> I, knew, look, I knew I wasn't getting out easy This now. is where we're going
0: to close out. So, where are you when it comes to revenge, though? Can you forgive?
3: I stopped around season two. And, of <laughs>
0: <three. That looks. laughs> Can you forgive, but also give up? Like, genuinely give up your desire to see that person suffer for what they did to you. Yes. <laughs> He's like... <sighs> I don't know, dog. You know that,
3: (laughs) look, uh, that I have to put an expiration date on too sometimes. You know, how long am I going to put this person through this?
0: Right. So you you put them through the ringer. No,
3: as fun as that can be, I always tell myself this. Like, this is the conversation I always have with myself. How much energy is this going to take? Like, how far out my way is this going to take me to do all this bullshit, right? Because in a week from now, I ain't going to be thinking about this shit. This ain't going to stop my money six months from now. A year from now, It's I'm not I'm not even going to remember. So do as satisfying and gratifying as it would be in that. I had this moment <laughs> this weekend. I said, it's I could beat your roommate's ass <laughs> and have the time of my life doing it. But then I got to deal with law enforcement and all sorts of bullshit after that. So I could just leave this nigga alone, never think twice about him, and l- let karma handle it. Just like how I he- heard about my boss. They were like, hey, you know the girl been fired. I said, she's gone? What? F- good. I didn't get her fired. I didn't do nothing against her. Karma handled it. And that was good for me. That was good enough. She ain't got to terrorize nobody else. I I made it out. Been off the game for a year and change. she and gone. And in a much better space. Much better space. So
0: The universe is self-correcting.
3: It It is. So so Trust. revenge can be satisfying, but then I think I could also be at home smoking, which is way more satisfying. So I'll do that
1: and move on. Right. What about
0: you, Dustin? But it's hard, though. Very hard. <laughs> are you able to give up the desire?
1: With people that I love, yes. Mm. If you are someone who has erred against me or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Or I'm in a position where I, I have the um, option of being forgiving, and this was someone that I loved. Like, if I loved you, if we were family... Or if I loved you, then yes, I can forgive without um, the desire for revenge. Because you're managing, just like you know, you are you're having your experience. I'm also managing the grief of you know having to separate from you or whatever the fuck the issue was. So I can definitely look beyond that and not even want revenge on you. Where I become you know the type of person who wants revenge if if it's someone who I don't know that well or. You know something like that. Like if I don't have a personal connection to you, it's very hard for me to not want to execute revenge on you. If you know you've aired against me like that, right. and I'm angry enough to want to. Because a lot of stuff. I, let's be clear. Who gives a damn? I let you can let stuff go all day. Like there's things that happen every day, multiple times, where you can re- react or respond or. <laughs> You know, whatever. You can let petty shit go. Mm-hmm. Even, like, little, you know, stuff, certain stuff, you'd be like, whatever. Right. Right. But Not worth it. if something happened and I'm angry enough about it to feel like I have to get you for it and I don't know you, I am definitely, unless I'm thinking, unless I'm in a clear enough state of mind where I can, like, think, uh, you know, before I act, then I will force myself, you know, to just exit or leave the area or get away from the desire. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But... It's my natural inclination to execute the (laughs) revenge. So that's what I have to try to, you know, curtail. You know what I mean? Got you. So that's where your
0: work lies. That's
1: where my work is, friend. Right. It's with that kind of shit. Because Mm -hmm. I have a hard time allowing someone to just, just willfully letting someone, you know, fuck with me like that i don't i have and you can it's probably tied into all sort of shit and you know that's what i'm saying, saying. you always but, just have to see
0: what it kicks up because it's a bigger story i'm a kick ass <laughs> so you're right <laughs> it's always kicking up something that has nothing to do with what's happening right now never fails so the funny thing is while i was preparing this episode at home you know, I'm sitting on my couch. I got my incense burning. Mm. Y'all know how I do you with just my resins. Black woman? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was burning money bags from the oh, bodega. Come on, no, money no, bags. My resins. Money bag, These yeah. are the, the hood incense that we get from the corner yes. <laughs> store, by the way. If somebody's uh. like, what? Um, so I'm burning my resins, you know, listening to my Imano Mari album because okay. I'm obsessed with it again. And it's just funny how God works because I kid you not, you guys, I am sitting there prepping this episode, looking through the journals the science. And I look over my phone and I have one of those texts, you know, you see it coming, and oh, it's the long one. And oh. I was like, hmm, nobody really texts me like that anymore because, you know, you're not in a relationship. I talk to you guys all the time. I talk to Maya all the time. Claude, there's nothing on anyone's heart <laughs> that is, is like that, that you know require I mean? a scroll Like that Yeah Y'all would have been told me By right now You would have called me <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: So I was like That is something pent up mm-hmm. That just Woo. came to my phone And I you just Grabbed deleted it, it. it. Oh, No sorry, I didn't I mean. should have <laughs> And it was my ex The most recent one
3: So you should have Just deleted
0: it yes. <laughs> From a year and a half ago so of course I felt hot. It's that and that that first heat? You know Ooh, you feel hot. Yes. Your hands do that little like slight tremble. Mm-hmm. You gotta take a deep breath, and then I was like, okay, I was <laughs> like just breathe. I literally had to breathe, and you know the first line of it was like, I know it's been a long time, and you've deserved this conversation, and. And as I'm reading it, it was so profound because in that moment that I'm studying the science of forgiveness, God was like, let's see.
3: (laughs) First test.
0: Let's see if you are really about to teach this shit, but have you mastered it? Have you integrated these studies into your own life before you go out there and teach it? And I was like, the petty part of me wanted to, you know, be like, bro, (laughs) why you even texting me like I'm not what are you doing because it was an update on his life which was so odd like he was letting me know everything he's done in the past year and a half it was like he had to let me know he was like (laughs) in a good place and he had to like fill me in on like the new accomplishments and I just found that so interesting you know I find Mm it interesting I found it interesting how power shifts because just a year and a half ago I was fighting fighting to make that relationship work i was bending over backwards to the point that i shouldn't have honestly which is what i learned from that relationship Mm. my own boundaries and the fact that i don't have any um and to see that now this person feels this desire to just like get a pat on the back you know what i mean like it's just so weird the shift like and that is what I want people to remember, if you can. If you're in it right now, really sad, trust that even a year from now, (laughs) two years from now, in my perspective, a year and a half from now, shit is going to be so different. I don't care about revenge. I don't even remember what was making me fight for it that hard. All I know is that it not being in my life has opened my life up. Mm. Beautifully mm. to where it's supposed to be right now. So that was positioning. That breaking off was positioning, and I wouldn't trade it. I fucking wouldn't trade it. Even seeing what his life is now, I was able to separate myself and be like, great, I'm so happy for you. And I'm not even gonna lie to y'all, I cried, but it wasn't a crying of like, oh my God, it was a crying of like, God, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You had the Thank Beyonce you. moment. I really did. I cried. I cried and thanked God. I was Best like... Best thing I never had. <laughs> What's that quote? Uh, rejection is protection. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it words. was like two different worlds. He was writing to the girl I was a year and a half ago. We mm. are two different people. He's still there. I'm already in... My new life, and it was amazing just to see that dynamic. And this is no disrespect to him, he's awesome. It didn't work. I tried, we both tried, but I'm so thankful. So, if you're in the middle of it, trust and believe (laughs) revenge is not worth it. I'm telling you, it's going to oh, listen to me, it is going to fix itself. Not even a blip
3: on
0: the radar. Whoa, the universe is self-correcting. Not Trust even a blip it, on the radar. Leave it. Mm. Go through your anger. Go through your rage. Go through your desire for revenge. But like Dustin said, remove yourself from it too, and know that it it actually get it actually does get better. Mm. It really does. Now I don't know about this Chris kid with the. Ice pick and that's I don't know, that's like next Man. level. We're talking more like basics of forgiveness, right? But if anything, just look at the science. Look at the science. Do your life the service of making room in your brain for more important things. And that's Woo. it. That's it for this week's hot button issue: <laughs> the science of forgiveness. We Lady. forgive you for that, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day isn't just for you and Bay. It's okay to show a little love to your friends, too. And with the help of today's sponsor, Greetable, you can get your best friend the best gift. Oh, Greetable is perfect when you need something better than a greeting card and way more personal than just flowers. First, you customize a beautiful box design with your personal message and photos that your friend can tear off and keep. Then you choose a cute gift to pair with it, like champagne, gummy bears, or a candle with just that right scent. It's all done in a matter of clicks. And then the Greetable team assembles your package and sends it directly to their door. You can send them for under $20, so it's pretty much a no-brainer. Greetable is great for any occasion. Birthday, Mother's Day, thank yous, but it's perfect for a best friend on Valentine's Day. To try it out, go to greetable.com slash friendzone and take twenty percent off of your order today. That's G-R-E-E-T-A-B-L dot com slash friendzone to get twenty percent off of your order. So now let's jump into this week's wellness segment.
1: Well, 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 <laughs> well, 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 well,
0: oh shit, remix. <laughs> So remember last week we were, well, even the comment that I was reading from, I think it was DeAndre on SoundCloud, where he was saying, he can't listen to Daniel season no more. I mean, how many songs have been ruined by breakups? But you know what? (laughs) I have, this is something that I've done and I want to see if maybe you guys can try it, see if it's helpful. We've done this on my wellness tour where we teach people how to reprogram Things that have happened in their lives and circumstances using essential oils. Um, Because as Haas, Miriam Haasnea, my partner on the tour, teaches, the same part of your brain that, that works with scent is the same part of your brain that deals with memories. Mm. so just it takes 22 seconds she always teaches us on the tour for your brain as soon as you smell something it takes 22 seconds for it to reach your brain and so you literally you have 22 seconds to reprogram a memory Mm. you just have to know how to do it and it was so fascinating when she was teaching this on the tour because i was like you know what's cool i do that with music Where And let me know if you guys ever do this because it's something that I didn't realize I did. It was just so natural to me until she started teaching that. And I was like, wow, amazing how you can just have these reflexes and not even know why you're doing it when it's Mm. actually like scientific. Do you ever find yourself in like an amazing moment where you're just so happy and you play a song because you want to always remember that moment and that song? Do you ever do that? Yes. Right,
3: little Uzi first, sauce it
4: up.
0: <laughs> where maybe you were on a date, and either it was a song that was playing, and it was like a really good date, so you were like, anytime I hear this song, it's always going to bring me back yeah. to this, or you it was more intentional. <laughs> Asante is cracking up, so obviously, you do, <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, I do,
0: <laughs> or it was more intentional where let's say you got a job, the job, like your dream job or a dream gig, dream collaboration and as soon as you heard the news, you know when you jump up and you're like, fuck, this shit is so dope, you're just happy and you play a song. There's something you play and then now, all of a sudden, that song is looped into that dopamine that shot up. Mm -hmm. So, it's a really cool way to use music to program happy moments and that's how you can kind of reprogram even the sad ones. Instead of DeAndre (laughs) playing Daniel Caesar and thinking of your ex next time something good happens turn that song on so that it reprograms what that song means to you so it's no longer her song now it's reprogrammed to that new good thing on your new timeline that's happening Mm -hmm. and it's a really cool way to use music I actually do that all the time even this week I was telling you guys about you know the deal I'll be able to tell you guys next week as soon as that was you know, I got the message about it. I started playing uh, Glow Up by... <laughs> <laughs>
4: yes. I started
0: playing Glow Up. with What is it? Kate Trenada and, and Anderson Pack? Yeah. And because that's the feeling I want to feel. I want to feel like there's a level up. And now whenever I hear that song, I can always... It'll always automatically take me back to that moment that I was happy. <laughs>
4: yes. And
0: if you find yourself not having too many happy moments then hang on to the ones that you do have by attributing songs to them because then when you have bad days, you can have that song, you turn it on, and guess what? It'll reroute you back to that moment. And I think it's just a nice way to kind of play around with your dopamine levels in an intentional mm-hmm. way, right? And make your happiness in a, in like a sweet this way. I
1: wellness segment. Yeah. I like it too, you know.
0: So that's something to try. And then, of course, um, well, I can't give Ha's... Has, I was going to say, that's her work with the essential oil. <laughs> I wish I could have her come on and, and teach it. But if you went to our tour, you already on that. You already know how it works. But definitely do your research. Learn. There's tons of science journals, tons of blog posts, essential oil uh, archives mm-hmm. on the internet that can teach you how to reprogram your brain using scent. And with us today, we program it using music.
1: So that's why people be like, something smells fishy when they think something is up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and that's it for
3: this
1: week's
3: wellness. <laughs> I don't get no follow-up question. He got one. What's yours? No, just, uh, no, actually I think I do have one. Okay, so could I put the two together? Like could I That
0: would be powerful.
3: Like if I'm intentionally playlisting, could I should I be having um like essential oil moments too?
0: Yeah, you know what I do? One of my tricks for with essential oil that might help someone listening, if you're on if you went to the tour, you already know what this is. I use bergamot oil. It's known as the creativity oil. Oh okay. now cool. it's not gonna work the same because everybody's constitution is different. So you're gonna respond to oils differently despite what it says on the bottle. Right. But I did try bergamot one day and I started diffusing it on my desk when I was working. And so now when I smell bergamot, it doesn't matter where I am, my body...
3: You just get to work.
0: My body wants to create something. It's so funny how that works because I literally conditioned myself by burning it on my desk when I'm coming up with topics for the friend zone or coming up with mood boards for whatever campaign. I've conditioned myself that bergamot means work. Mm. Bergamot means create.
3: So I should put a little bergamot on my neck and then come up and be like,
0: hey, Frank, can you help me with my taxes? Right, and, and then, then I'll be like, let's do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I feel this way. <laughs> but that's literally how it yes. works. So you can do that for, for if you want to, like, feel sexy, like, that could even be a thing with you and your lover, where they know, uh-oh, he's Ooh, burning. candy. Right, he's burning the roly oil or whatever oil that means, that means what it means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Mm. You know, for cues and signals. Oh, I got Dustin smirking over here. (laughs) (laughs) Just a cool way to play with oils and kind of set
4: cues.
0: (laughs) 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 And set cues throughout your day. And using the oils to kind of program your brain. Like, I know what this means. You know, have oils for when you want to cook. Have oils for when... It's just cool. It's a cool way to use the chemicals in your brain to your advantage. And make sure that you're productive.
1: Or re... (laughs) productive
0: (laughs) that's it on that note on that note that's it for this week's wellness segment let's move on to Mr. Music no we're doing actually a switch up today (laughs)
1: I'm confusing the game
0: (laughs) let's move on to TV land what you got for us
1: no. it was funny because I know you saw it I heard heard it okay
0: (laughs) I was like,
1: wait, no. So welcome to TV Land, you guys. <laughs> um, throwing it back, dialing back to what Asante <laughs> brought up. Um, Married to Medicine was mm. glorious this week. Absolutely glorious. And again, I want to go on record saying that Married to Medicine is a great show and yes. everyone needs to be watching it. Uh, this week we got the continuation of Contessa's 90s party, which was a mess. Um, but <laughs> I did
0: not think that Oh, my God. Was yeah,
1: we got the continuation of it. And the thing about Contessa... You ever met people who have devoted a lot of their time and a lot of their life to their career, right? Mm-hmm. And so then, but it was, but it was definitely, it wasn't some, something that dedicated a chunk of their life to the pursuit of a career. I'll say, and there's a point where you attain it, you get, you know, whatever credit your whatever license you need or whatever to do this job and then you start living and your life transitions because you are so consumed with this you know pursuit of this career goal and then once you get it you then live at that level right Mm -hmm. so you miss something along the way there when you're just when you only have tunnel vision for like that career certain specific types of careers you find often that people along the way have missed just the moment of having their own individual style when it comes to certain things. They get things to satisfy certain needs that they have to meet. So if they need a car, they're fine with going to the gray, you know, SUV, you know, hub, cab, nothing's fancy. You know what I'm saying? But it works. It's great and reliable. Makes and that's that
0: from A to B. That's all
1: that <laughs> matters. Brand new, you know what I'm saying? But it's just no personality, right? Contessa is the personification of that. Huge, huge house, big ass house, right? The whole thing is like cream, like stucco ish looking, right? No shutters, no nothing, no variation on no the and not in a minimalist, like modern way, just a big ass, just a just big house. That's it, with no personality. The kitchen, the cabinet choices, like everything. It was nice, you know, no zero personality, and it reflects in her conversation she has with the castmates, it reflects in. Her, and her husband's, you know, conversations. He ain't really got no personality either. There's just nothing there. They're both black doctors, right? Beautiful household, beautiful, beautiful family, for real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Great to see that, but it's just okay. Now what? You know what I mean? That's what you get take away from contestants. So back to her '90s party, and I say that because her '90s party, right? <laughs> On one hand, <laughs> uh huh. On one hand, <laughs> you have two beautiful, like, candy-painted lowriders with hydraulics on them sitting in the front, so they hidden switches and all that. Like, right. that Super so cute, cool, right? Man. Right. So stop it right there. Get ready for your disappointment and to lower your expectations, because although we have that splurge moment, the rest of the party was just thrown together. The thing from Party City, the plastic you put on the wall that you take pictures in front of. Um, regular-ass, you know, cups that we would have, you know what I'm saying? Like, just regular shit. Like, she just had people over her house, but she wanted to theme it and make everybody put on a costume, and you'll spend this huge chunk of money on the lowriders, but nothing in, like, the elements. When Most of the time, when she people throw parties like that on TV, she had a full bar. She
3: didn't have a full bar. She didn't,
1: and, and she... Quad and Toya, um, you know, they really just... Made note of the fact that she didn't have top shelf liquor at the bar and yeah. stuff, you know, which none of that matters to me. And I get that she was trying to be on theme by having Alizé there for them to drink out the bottle, but it
3: was literally wow. just about Alizé bottles. And
1: who you think is just gonna pick up a bottle of Alizé and start drinking it like that? Like, I understand, like, that's your thing, like, oh, it's, it's a 90s party, let's act like we're drinking 40s or whatever, but it wasn't 40s, it was Alizé, first Alize. of all. No that's liquor. Anybody's just gonna right pick there. up a goddamn bottle of liquor, like, oh, this is my, you know. It just doesn't Unless work you're like Bunk that,
0: gang.
1: right? Okay. <laughs> and did you see that nigga throwing money at the airport the I other did. day?
0: <laughs> what? He I really wants that. a lot of attention. I he was like on Hollywood Unlocked. Embarrassment watching that. I was like, oh
1: my god. <laughs> he pulled a gun out on Hollywood Unlocked.
0: <laughs> what? At oh, what?
1: I the didn't show, see like, that. like, like it—not on somebody, but what? like you know, like, like
0: flossing
1: and money and guns and shit. And I'm like, what are you? <laughs> the oh, hell? Okay, but your name is Bunk. And we all know Trina said, you know, hell no, he over there smelling like Boonk and Hennessy and shit, <laughs> hell no, like, Trina Hennessey. said that, so that's the word, that's my association, <laughs> you get know what I'm saying, that's you not go. scent, that's ear. Yeah, that's audio association, <laughs> what's the word for that friend, <laughs> where well, every time I hear the word Boonk, I think about the nigga Trina said was stankin' on the first CD. You yeah, know, it's like Boonk and oh, Hennessy and God. shit. <laughs> Hell no, that's what she said. And you want to name yourself Boonk and then act a fool too? But whatever. Um, so long story short, Contessa's party was a flop. <laughs> Heavenly and Mariah end up getting into a huge argument. Mariah Poole confirmed further, why are our tongues I don't diamonds, know diamonds, diamonds, today. diamonds dancing today? What is the deal with our tongues?
0: We need more water, I don't know.
1: Bind my tongue! <laughs> anyway... Mariah showed her ass. She made another evil comment to Heavenly, told Heavenly, you know, you just got a problem with me because you can't take a cute bitch being nice to you. First of all, that ain't who you are. <laughs> Second of all, what do you
0: th- Isn't Heavenly your favorite?
1: No, Quad is my
0: favorite. Oh.
1: Actually, Jackie, Quad, and Simone and Heavenly are my favorites. But Heavenly yeah. is one, one season um, behind them, so I really can't, she's still new in my eyes, mm-hmm. although she has firmly, and wouldn't you say Asante, taken, fully taken ownership of her place on the cast, absolutely. she's still heavenly from season two. Right. But I respect the five of them being a unit, and so I like really all five of them, Toya included, even though she's on my shit list right now, because she's supporting Mariah. Talking about absolutely taking sides, Toya, no you're not. Taking shots of liquor. I don't know. And this was making your drunk ass take Mariah. But you know side. what? After That's what that is.
3: after what we've been talking about today, I do have a different perspective on Toya. Oh. only because Toya and I say that because Toya and Mariah they've like fought.
1: Like Mariah and her mama jumped Toya in full evening gowns outside the pool. yo. Yeah.
4: Mama Lucy.
3: Mama Lucy. Did. But you know they they laid <laughs> hands on each other. And they reached a place later on of, like, actual, of genuine forgiveness, I felt. Aww. So I could see Toya trying to run Yay. to Mariah's defense
1: randomly. Even after last season? See, exactly. Let's talk about the truth. That's what I'm talking about. So Mariah can have this redemption song off. she I just she tried long. to put it on the set. That's right. You look
0: like the Oprah meme. That's right.
1: That's right That's the Teresa Judice meme Where she flips The table over Okay Because it's not Going down I'm tired It's going to be Some accountability Up in here So Mariah just You know She's just So draining And disgusting To the show And every Friday After Married to Medicine Her and her mom Lucy And her sister Lake get on Facebook Live and trash the other girls every oh Friday. She hasn't done it the past two Fridays because she like was Like Watch over, What Happens? Yeah, basically on Facebook Live watch where she belongs. That's meets. where Kim Burrell was too. <laughs> but um, she, her and her mom. Because
3: <laughs> you know what I want to say.
1: Her and her mom. <laughs> the Queen's Court. Her and her mom and her um, sister. <laughs> you know, they get on Facebook Live and trash people. And what they really did that really, the reason I really hate Mariah, y'all, this is why I really like, I can't stand her because he heavenly's mom her, yeah. he
0: really don't like cuz that's I just over here ripping up a piece of
1: because paper. heavenly's mom is dead and on mariah's live she was saying her and her her evil mama were saying that you know she just her mother was the one who said it she needed you know she just need love that she just ain't going to get she just need that love that's what she need but she ain't going to get it they were making reference and taking shots at the fact that she doesn't have her mom <gasps> And and so Mama for Lucy me, is evil. Oh, my God. She looks like it. That's why she's never... I was about to say something really bad. So I'm sorry to myself. But you know what? I don't want to be that person no <laughs> more. <laughs> like okay, okay, let me double back. Because it was literally right here on my lip about to come out. It was bad, too, friend. Okay,
3: well, let me double back. I got a good one this time. <laughs> you know, God. As per this episode. Okay, so you know how holding stuff in, I feel like... You know, we talked a lot about letting go. There really is something to be said about how, like, holding stuff in will affect you and the way you look and things. Mama Lucy looked like she just... Don't let go of a lot of shit. And Heavenly definitely was trying to get forgiveness. You know, she was like, I'm sorry, and apologized to her. And Mama Lou's like, no, nah, I, you know, she's still holding on to that. which is mm, adding on so to that shit. She did
0: in her face.
3: Her she face, her body. Like she's thug. got a lot of stuff wrong with her, and she's older, too. She old thug. She look so, just
1: like young thug, but she old thug. Wow. That's exactly who Mariah's mama is. <laughs> old thug. Don't she look like, Jeffrey you, you know damn well Lucy look like a oh, young thug. Jeffrey Lucy. Yep. And shout out to James Caldwell, the YouTuber that I always mention on the show, who calls Mariah's mama Shoot Lucy. And when he explained it, they were like, why do you call her Shoot Lucy? It just, you know, it just feels like it makes sense. You know, oh, shoot Lucy. That's what he calls it." So shout out to James Caldwell. Because she's so evil and just. Yeah, and that's why I think we, you know what I'm saying? That's why I appreciate his work. Oh, gosh.
0: (laughs) Well, let her, I've never seen this woman, but let her be an example of the hot button issue of how you can be affected on all physiological levels. Um,
1: So, Married to Medicine was great. (laughs) This week, you know, we could talk about (laughs) Love and Hip Hop Miami. And if you you just want to, Asante, we will. But I want to focus on The Real Housewives of Atlanta for a second.
4: The yeah, reason that, that I want
1: to do that is because Kim Zolciak has really really proven time and time again that she ain't shit. Ooh. But this latest incarnation of Kim Zolciak, I just can't. It's one thing for y'all to have, you know, a little back and forth or do the things that make the um arguments or the verbal sparring between the housewives that have legitimate history with each other enjoyable it's one thing for you to engage in that, but what Kim does is she just purposely does- and and Nini is a lot of things and a lot of teeth. but what I will say is this: Nini has worked her ass off to become the nini leaks with all of those teeth that she is right now. she earned every one of those chompers, and so wow. you cannot. You cannot take that from her. And with something to be said for every time you see Kim Zolciak, she's bringing up something to try to take away from like what Nini's doing. Or it's something to be said for the fact that every time you see her, she's trying to start an argument. She can never coexist peacefully, and it's only for shock value on the show. And it's just going too far and gotten disgusting. And what she did this week was she alluded to saying that Candy basically had made a lesbian pass at her. Which we all know is a lie. And Kim watched that show last season just like we did. Candy was literally about to be opening on Broadway. Okay. Literally the next day she was opening on Broadway. And she did with this. So she tweets. Candy tweeted, like, I'm so sick of these bitches lying on me. She tagged Kim Zosiek in the tweet and she said, I have never wanted you or told you that I wanted you, you lying ass bitch. She said, This is My house, referring to the housewives, and you're just a visitor because Kim is a friend of the housewives. right? Yeah, and she was lying. Like, and I just, that, that kind of low brow, like just making up a bold face lie, it's going to cheapen the show and make it just like a lot of the other less than desirable reality shows. The Real Housewives of Atlanta has, believe it or not, been able to hold on to some sort or its own interpretation of prestige when it came when it comes to like reality television. And people like Kim Zolciak are just going to ruin it. Nene has gone on to act; she's done comedy tours, which whatever. It's but come she's back. Done them. The she's, tour is back. What Nene's tour It's
3: back. I saw. I was on her Twitter because I was looking at all the she mess go forgiven. down. And look, I was thinking <laughs> that I was like, "Oh well, I think she just waited for the hype to die down and went back mm. on the road." She's, she's done
1: network television two runs on broadway one of which was extreme her run on cinderella was successful she was she grossed a lot of money for the show so like to make her i don't know it's just something about seeing that and and i know that she knows nini from back in the day so for her to make those jabs and stuff it just is very personal and i just it just is ugly to me it's very ugly and i don't like people like that you allude to say, you know, this is my friend. I've known her for years, but you dogging her out behind her back every chance you get. Anything good she has going on, you try to downplay it. You willfully disrupt the peace and harmony in any scene she's in. And NeNe, for NeNe not to, like Mark said on Twitter, be baring her teeth at somebody <laughs> for once. You know, like a wild animal when it's time to for confrontation. For once, she approached it from a civil place, a place of peace. She's like, I've known you the longest. She didn't even want to go out to eat with someone else at the table because she wanted to respect the history that they have as friends when they have their discussion over whatever the elephant in the room is between them. She showed her that respect, and that's a lot coming from NeNe Leakes, okay? For her to humble herself to even... Actually, you could tell on her face she was really trying to get to some sort of resolution. And so to just watch Kim sitting up there, you know, looking like it's somebody behind her with an air pump blowing her goddamn face up as she said. I thought you were on drugs. Right. She t- she thought she she made all- she did everything she could do in that she's conversation crazy. to get Nene to go into the old crazy Nene. Everything she could do. And if you watch it, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And I just hate people like that. I hate to see somebody just go out of their way to be disruptive and rude and disrespectful and nasty and mean. I hate that. And that's exactly what she did. And she got her daughter in on it, too, because now her mm. daughter's been in the media talking shit. And I don't give a damn how old you are, if you've grown up under me or not. If you were at any point a child up under me and you decide to disrespect me the way that girl is disrespecting Nene, I will take my belt off and pull your grown ass right over my knee and whip your ass with my belt like I would the child that you are underneath me and the way that you're acting. And that's what Nene needs to say to Brielle, and she's not doing it. And so I'm just mad. And then she, Kim had the She was rude to everybody in the room. She told Cynthia, well, I just, I don't know why you would intervene. You need to just be quiet and just, just look pretty. Oh, just be quiet and look off. pretty. Just be quiet and look pretty.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Kim has been literally like showing the half of the ass that she does have. And so I just, I can't handle it. I'm tired of her. I'm tired of all them kids running around making me nervous. She got too many kids in that house. I'm just sick of it all. I'm sick of it all. And somebody, I hope that at the reunion that they tape. I just really hope they call her to task on the real issues and on her being just a negative person and don't argue over like details of a situation, but they really attack the real issue. That's what I hope. Go ahead, Asante.
3: So, Love and Hip Hop Miami, um, I just quickly wanted to say this week was a lot of strangers. And I don't fare well when that happens. So I was watching with half of the attention that I had.
1: Well, I watched with full attention, and I will say that there was an iconic moment this week at the end of the episode. Shay, Bucky Johnson, uh, <laughs> flavor of love, fame, and then after that, um, love and hip hop Atlanta, fame. fame, and after that, love and hip hop Atlanta, uh, where she we met her as Bucky. Well, you want to give her no charm school fame. We met her as Bucky and then we met her as Shay on Love and Hip Hop. We always knew her name was Shay, but Shay or Bucky, I mean, you know. But so anyway, um, she threw a double scoop ice cream cone, waffle cone. At this girl and hit her dead in the head with the ice cream. And what she say when she, <laughs> said, like, when she threw in it? You know, ice cream has like some some sort
0: of where in her head, like the
1: like the crown. <laughs> like hit her dead she in her, her fucking head, like
0: like upside. <laughs> she got it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, said, oops, literally, ups, upside the head. Right. Say oops,
4: upside the head. <laughs> <laughs> Two scoops <laughs> <laughs> upside,
1: <the> head. <laughs> Two scoops upside so your head. Two scoops upside your head. With sprinkles, yeah. Probably.
3: Yeah, she got her. And what she sprinkles. said What up, stranger?
1: She yeah. She said hi, stranger. Yeah. She said excuse me, hi, stranger. Pow!
3: Literally. That's what she said. Excuse me, stranger. Through that, That's the girl,
1: the girl was sitting there talking Woo. to Shay's boyfriend and feeding mm-hmm. him like mm-hmm. some ice cream. He was he's she's his ex, and he was allowing it to go too far. And Shay Bucky Johnson, a flavor of love fame, walked into that scene and saw it. And she did exactly what somebody named Shay Bucky Johnson. But why she throwing it at the, the
0: girl do. and not him?
1: Because because the girl's going to get back with him. It was that bitch that she had to get <laughs> right she just got
3: back on. The, they in love she just got back on the Friend, same page if you could have seen
1: that ice cream slip slide up on that upside <laughs> I, that girl's head.
0: I know someone made a gif of it Look, oh, it's, so.
1: it's
3: gonna be the beginning of next week's
1: episode <laughs> so, <laughs> so when you watch you gonna see I mean it was really something to see
0: Whew.
1: so that yeah, was interesting Boy, and entertaining and yeah the she, rest of it I just feel like whatever and shout out to Marla Negra <laughs> just cause I like her it oh, look, yeah. It
3: literally angri- angers me every time I see that scene of uh, the little producer holding his fist up while she was talking.
1: Right. He looked like a Girl Scout. He looked like he was in... Um, I he saw an like article that he in...
0: he's getting death threats. Is he? <laughs> he's, like, scared for his life.
3: Because he's stupid. He he literally was speaking out of turn. Like, you were here to... Like, she needed a producer. Someone She needed a beat. She didn't need a consultation on her career, where it's going right. to trajectory. She didn't you the manager, She nigga. asked she no ask A&R. you about some music. Nigga, she wanted a track. Maybe two if you're good. And you just bring Maybe it the
1: one that you got in the top of your hair so you can slick it over to the side like that. Because <laughs> you ain't fooling me, okay? But what I,
0: if, I mean, mm-hmm. y'all know the show better than I do because I I didn't even watch that episode. <laughs> what if Mona told him to say that? As a storyline Like they're going With this storyline Of anti-blackness And he was just like I bet And then now He,
3: I, well, I, I, he
1: deserves like, it For saying exactly. I bet
3: if, if, he, if he was easily If <laughs> she just said A couple swayed. of words cause, and, right. and the way That he is going I got
1: it Be a racist
0: you but you know like, how what that happens. Yeah. Like Mona will be like, "This is this is the the storyline, and this is the role you're gonna play, and this is what I want you to say, and you're gonna be well, this he, person."
3: I think he got the cue to play himself because it. I think it's coming it a little too, too natural. A little too natural. Yeah, the yeah. way he was just straight up like, "Okay, so what's the fro about?" Like I don't understand. Like you Afro Latina because you got on the Afro, and I was like, "What?" She should have been like, "What's the beak about?"
0: Toucan <laughs> Hollywood.
3: Like you make trap. Latino music.
0: I mean, but you're right because even if it was scripted, he agreed to it. Right. And so that is already a red flag. Like,
3: there's going to be somebody that's going to be like, oh, hip hop ain't Latin or Spanish. What the fuck is that? Like, you know, he was in a boat that she's trying to, that she's in right now. And instead of him being like, you know, I overcame some shit to, you know, get to where I was and I've got top tracks now. So we're going to do
0: that. Right. Like, he didn't bring any of that energy. Yeah.
3: It was like, Insane that he is continuing down the road. That he's going with the shit that he says about that.
0: Do a little, what is it? Do something strange for a little change.
4: Mm-hmm,
1: baby. <laughs> well, because now they on his ass. So
0: you got what
3: you deserve. Shook. I be on your ass. Right. <laughs> At
1: least he don't look like somebody slammed his face in a book like Kim Zosiak. She really looks like somebody took a, like a, <laughs> a, a geometry book. You know what I'm saying? Or some a history book or something like that and just opened that motherfucker up and was like. <laughs> Just slammed her face in the front of that book Everything swollen and moved to the middle That's what her face looks like Everything Do
3: you remember that movie Page Master? It, no. was, it was some movie It was about a, a boy I
1: remember a haircut page boy And that's what the haircut <laughs> she got When she took that wig off Remember when she wore her real hair to the reunion And she had a page boy Pulled up in a French roll You don't remember that? No. No. She
0: had a French roll mm-hmm. With the pearls
1: No, not with the pearls <laughs> They wouldn't stay in her hair Pearls is too precious They're like We ain't sticking around here so, In Page uh, Master, It was a movie
3: about This boy stuck in the library And some mm-hmm. of the books Would take him to Different stories and mm-hmm. shit But some of the books Had like faces and shit And Kim Zosiek's face Looks like one of the book's No faces.
1: she looked like They took said book. I know that it yep. It was slammed closed. in But the her The book fa- is closed <laughs> Look and her face Was on the <laughs> okay. front cover After Boop. that
3: It was closed in that bitch And it's on the front
0: But Sorry. Dustin Will you ever forgive her?
1: Um, Yeah cause She ain't do nothing to me <laughs> But we're going to talk about it, though.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Anything else in TV now? Um, Let me
1: think. Hmm.
3: I feel like, do you watch... Okay, so are you going to talk about The Four?
1: I don't watch that, but I'm going to, though. So I know you guys have been wanting me to watch it. It's a new music competition reality series. Megan Trainor, Diddy, DJ Khaled, and who else?
0: Diddy and DJ Khaled. I can't remember the last guy, but he's a
1: really big mogul. Like, worked with... I don't know. I don't wanna say
3: any of the wrong names, but he's like a moat like a
0: Right, like an exact.
3: he's their Simon (gasps) Cow.
0: Ah, I gotta find this. What channel?
3: Uh Fox.
0: So it's on Hulu.
3: Yeah, I think the first uh, two episodes are on Hulu because I think it's four. I think this is the fourth week. So, but yeah, the first two episodes are on Hulu. I was watching it. Oh,
0: sick! Okay, yeah, anything good. with Diddy and Calvin sounds hilarious. Okay, so it's
3: hilarious and it's also a music competition. So it's crazy <laughs> so whenever an automatic you put win. whenever you put Diddy in a competition. I right? feel like He's he just so gives you that drive, much. which I love. But these people are literally competing for these spots. It's for artists. And then every week they have more people come in and compete for one of their seats.
4: Mm. So like
3: somebody would come in. They'd be like, you know, whose seat you competing for? They literally will get chosen to give up their seat. So somebody will sing their ass off. Like this week or maybe last week, randomly I saw uh, Dion Warwick's granddaughter was on there performing. And she had she took a girl's seat. But right before her... Um, she picked it up
1: with her nostrils.
3: You know Dionne Warwick was there. What'd she say?
1: Oh, I heard she was on the show. Now, I I hate talking about it if I haven't watched it and I can't have details. You know what I mean? But I will say this. Um, one of my friends Told me that Dion Warwick Did appear on the show And nobody knew Who she was People didn't know Who she like was the, Like the the contestants She walked in the room As like a surprise Apparently and Again no I'm surprised. sorry I haven't watched you guys But she walked in the room Like to surprise them. Apparently And nobody They kind of just Was like She oh. was sitting there And
3: uh, it was funny Because one of the black guys He was literally like You guys That is Dion Warwick Right there And a couple people Looked over like Oh shit I didn't even notice And I'm like Nigga that is me Like yo, ass Shouldn't have seen Dion Right the funny I don't know what your problem is. You
0: know, these youngins don't be knowing.
1: Very much so. They don't
0: even know Mariah.
1: Speaking of offspring, didn't Tammy Rowan's daughter get through off of um, America's Next Top Model? I need to watch that, too. Did you watch I that? I watched that. I watched both of those. Talk a season. little bit about Top Model.
3: Okay, so we'll, we're going to come back to the four because I <laughs> want to talk about dating and how I love that. But uh, on America's Next Top Model, you know, they're going through the process with the girls. They have, you know, older women. They have bigger women. Because there's then, no
1: age limit this season. Right, no right? age
3: limit, you know, no sizes. They're doing it all. Oh, uh, shit. Ashley, so it's more
0: inclusive. Yeah,
3: Ashley Graham. Graham mm-hmm. She's on the, the panel, too. Ah, okay. Super inclusive. So all these people walking in and out of the room walks in uh, lyric tammy's daughter and basically they just it was a no right off the bat just because she's pretty and they were like okay so we see here that you have a a acting mother and you know your father he's a sports legend or whatever um and it was just like no you know it's gonna be a no for me pretty girl you should be acting like they legit were just like not giving her the time of day
0: because she was too pretty
3: I mean... She's a very pretty girl,
1: let's be clear. It's
3: not that she was too pretty because they had women come in there and they were like, you know, you're pretty but it takes more than that to be a model. And True. literally, they looked at her and it just... Her time was up. And Yikes. it made me wonder... I don't know and I should have looked on the internet to see. It made me wonder, like, did Tammy ever say anything crazy about right? Tyra? But Tyra, but Tyra was super nice so it didn't look like that, but...
0: But listen...
1: <laughs> but every pretty girl, every pretty person, I should say, not girl, every person who is who is you know, like, has a pretty face. It's not a model. It's, it takes, like, it so much more. It doesn't translate. Yeah, it yeah. takes way more. But I heard they literally... Put her in a slingshot and flung her ass right up <laughs> or, out of that uh, lineup. I mean, that's exactly that's how so it happened. so
0: embarrassing. Did she cry?
1: No, I mean, well, she was gone quick,
3: so maybe she did. They didn't
0: even, okay. I mean, she
3: honestly, I don't think she was on the TV for more than a minute. Like, it was, she walked in, the panel all was kind of like, oh, this is who you are. And then it was over and she was gone. Like, she didn't have a quick moment or nothing. And it's crazy because. They
1: threw her in and bonnets up out of there, didn't they? <laughs>
3: And, and take your mama's bonnets, too. <laughs> and the Chronicles of them. Um, but it was, it's y'all crazy so because, nice. you know, her other daughter was on the mu- another music show with Rick Ross and them when they were doing their music uh, challenge show. And oh, wow. I feel like they just be like, look, your mama got y'all working the circuit, but y'all got to get out well, of here. But not up in here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Look, your mama auditioned before you did, and we told her no, so now you're your basketball-wise, no shit.
0: <laughs> but it's kind of dope they're trying to find their own way.
3: Yeah, no, very much so. Like, lyric beautiful girl. Like, she totally, you look at her and you would think model because she is that pretty. And I think she needed that no to happen that if she is serious about doing this, right. it that, might she'll, feel her. that she'll go about it a different way. So I, I took it that way. Especially with jazz. Like, jazz I didn't feel like was a bad rapper, but the songs that she was picking on there to perform or to try to create, it was like, you don't know how this game works. Like, you still got some things that she you She had learn. a bad
1: attitude. She got an attitude like her mama. Her because attitude was bad. Because every time they tried to give her some sort of critique, she would always tell them why she made the choice instead of just accepting the critique. Like, don't tell me if I tell if I'm the person who is here to guide you and to mentor you, so to speak, in this music game... Don't t- offer me an explanation of why you did it. Because that's not going to convince me that it was the right thing to do. I'm telling you that you should have done it a different way. You need to just take that. And that's why they booted her ass up out of there. But
3: even if that was your attitude, you weren't like, no, Shay, you just aren't where you need to be in your artistry to where you can translate and make all of that stuff make sense. So you don't have to explain any of that. They'll see that and it'll be it like, be oh, this to makes explain. sense. That's what, ex- exactly. <laughs> right. They will see that it would make sense and your ass probably would have stayed in the competition. But I don't think she's where she needed to be in her artistry to be on any of those shows. Or maybe it needed To be a lesson Like girl You don't need To be on the show You are who you say You are Do what you're doing And you don't need To be on the show With these yeah. people Meet them around Back the other ways You're gonna meet them But I just wanted To go back to the four Because it's crazy That these people Are fighting for these seats And it's cool Because it made me think Of Diddy back on Making the band When the guys Were getting comfortable In the house And he literally Made them sing For their beds Because <laughs> Remember them <laughs> You remember band? that shit oh When Brian God. was singing And then all the dudes Jumped in And they was like Shit we stand In the house too And they all started singing their it asses was like
0: West Size story
3: yeah. the, the Brooklyn edition. The, the, uh, end of the road. They was all going off <laughs> yeah. on that shit. with but, his
0: braids
3: <laughs> But literally, Diddy, every time he was commenting, he was like, you know, now nah, I I gotta be, I gotta keep it real. I gotta tell the truth. And I really like that he does that. Because you know, people would be like, Oh, I really liked it. This was fun, and be Paula Abdul, which is fine. But you know, sometimes you need that real, like, okay, that was not good. Like he was telling the dude, like, you gotta admit you know you know when you're doing your best and you know, can you say that that was 100% your best performance wow. yeah yeah
1: before I'm gonna, I mean,
0: I'm gonna watch I I'm gonna watch get that. Yeah, you take it
3: exactly if you could take it if you could take it that's how you get better Especially
0: and that's from how you get to where you need to in be in the game what Diddy. Fox ain't Cowan. shit either
1: cause they put that they slid that show out real quick before that ABC American Idol reboot comes oh, out
0: oh shit
1: Fox put that out and they spent some money on that panel cause you know if Diddy's sitting up there A. he probably owns part of the show and B. they paid <laughs> (laughs) Paid him very well to be up there. DJ Khaled, too.
0: And Callie. Megan
1: Traynor. None of those people have a reason to just take the gig. Real talk. All three of them are working. By the way, the
3: host of the show is Fergie. And Fergie be looking good as hell every Mm. week. Like sometimes I'd be like, I don't know about Fergie being the host this week. But she is actually a great host. She's super personable. She she's hosted before, uh, not to be shady, but like back in the day, Great Pretenders, when she was with Wild Wild Orchid. Wow. It was a music show that she was (laughs) hosting. By the way, Great Pretenders was a great show. I would love to be part of a reboot of that because it was literally people uh, lip singing and dancing and recreating their uh, favorite looks and performances and shit. I think that would be so fly and so dope today. And it would be dope if Fergie hosted it or did something really cool and crazy with it. But that's it. That's all I have to say. I just want to say that about The Four and, coolly enough, the other show.
1: Why would I watch... Okay, so look. So I'm just doing a little research right here while we're doing the show. So if I got a show with Diddy, Call- DJ Khaled. Oh, you're going to kill Meghan me. Megan Trainer ain't for me, but she's for a lot of people she has right some now. Big hits. And who's the other person?
3: Charlie Walk. I, okay. Right, I could not
1: remember that name.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, Charlie fucking walk. So wow. why
1: would I watch The New American Idol with. Luke Bryan no. Katy Perry and no. Lionel Richie now Lionel Richie didn't give a lot to music let's be clear but he's also a Republican so you know it's about to be on <laughs> why in the hell would I watch Lionel Richie you know coming out of Tut's tomb looking like okay Katy Perry walking around like she got a itch she can't scratch and Luke Bryan just showed up you know what I'm saying who's so Luke Bryan how, he's he country. artist mm-hmm. yeah. he took the check why would I watch that when I could watch The Four
0: Yikes,
1: American Idol. You know where they dropped the ball? That judge's panel should have been all ex idols. That's who it should have been. It should have been like Jennifer Hudson, Kelly Clarkson,
0: Fantasia, and like
1: Fantasia, and then like Adam Lambert or something like that. And Mm. let the four of them just like knock it out. That would have been perfect. But no, they want to do this because they think, oh, we're gonna watch it because Katy Perry's a judge and Lionel Richie's a judge. What
0: a weird.
1: Where's the chemistry? Combo. What the hell are they no. going to talk about?
0: Lionel Richie and Katy Perry. Okay. No.
1: They ain't going to do nothing but look at each other. They just going to stare at each other. <laughs> each, both of them going to be scared to say, she's going to be scared to talk to him, and he going to think he's too good to talk to her. <laughs> so both of them just going <laughs> to we'll stare at each other. we see. I mean, down.
0: they might have cute chemistry. Who mm. knows?
1: Moving <laughs> on.
0: Moving on.
1: That's it. <laughs>
3: To music. Is that it for your
0: music? Yeah, no, kidding. that was the TV. Oh, that whole we, thing was TV? That was. Because
3: oh we, we were talking about the four and all. That, Don't worry, music's going to be short anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought that was your music segment.
3: Oh, because we started talking about the uh, uh, four before and yeah. then American Idol. Mm-hmm. Close, but no cigar. <laughs> um, so for the Music Man segment, I wanted to... Oh, uh, everybody waiting for the playlist. I ended up making two playlists. <laughs> Um, I started making a playlist as per the conversation of last week of uh, my favorite songs that are like dual songs. So we talked about Justin Timberlake. So I have some songs from like the Love Stone album since a couple of those were Cute. dual tracks. Yeah. You know, Big Sean, when he raps on tracks, the beats change. So I made like a, a bunch of, I just put a, a bunch of those songs on a playlist and I'm going to try to organize it. Cute. If I can't organize it, just listen to the shit on shuffle. So And listen to the songs because they're so long straight through or click through them That's so you can hear the idea. other song. Because mm-hmm. there are so many songs that like came out that people didn't really enjoy or appreciate, either because they were as tired of rewind or fast-forwarding and they just kept skipping. So I wanted to just put that to the side and see how it goes. Cute. Anyway, <clears throat> outside of that playlist, still doing the January wrap-up play- playlist, I put together all the songs from last year that I liked, but I'm still waiting because I wanted new stuff for this year to come out. Glad I did wait because Aaron Camper just dropped his project, which I need to listen to. And um, I just want to add a bunch of people that are coming out in January to the playlist as well as my wrap up from last year. Outside of that, um, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Piff Marty. I went to go see him perform at, I don't remember the name of the venue. I was in Brooklyn, okay? And I don't go to Brooklyn for nobody. So let me just say, I went to Brooklyn to see Piff Marty perform. He's an up and coming artist. Uh really, really dope rapper. I put him on the playlist last year. He had, uh last year. Yeah, last year, last month. Uh, he had a song called Represent. I put it on there. He dropped another track called Four Years. And I believe there's a video up. So check out Piff Marty. That's P-I-F-F Marty, M-A-R-T-I. A uh, really dope young rapper. I wanted to highlight him because he's really got a cool message. And he's really got cool uh, stage presence. All the things that I enjoy in performers. And with all of that said, for the Music Man segment, I wanted to do something fun. I saw something on Twitter. And I'm actually going to uh, pin this tweet to my page, but it's the it's a, a Twitter thread made by Shayla Jador, and the thread is, the unsung R&B singers of the 90s and 2000s. And she ba- literally made a thread... That she's going to be updating periodically. I
0: saw that thread.
3: Yes. It's and so I good. saw all these songs and this music. And this is all good music that I remember listening to when I was younger. So I know a lot of the uh, listeners listening are younger than me. <laughs> so I wanted to highlight this thread just to give you all, in case you are unfamiliar or you have yet to revisit, some really dope music that was, uh, you know, really coming up when we were coming up. So now that we can bring it back and really, instead of doing sequels and stuff like that, we can really enjoy these songs for what they were. So The Thread features uh, Guapale, uh, Closer, debuted in 99. Most popular album is Even Closer. Uh, Amel LaRue, For Real, uh, real, debuted in 91 with Groove Theory. Her her most popular album is Infinite Possibilities. Mm. Mm. They put the most beautiful singer of all time, I in my did opinion. See that. She doesn't have a bad album in her catalog. Mainstream music doesn't deserve her, anyways, which is true. So um Heather Headley, In My Mind, Tweet, Jaguar Wright, Tamar, like literally old school Tamar featuring Emil and Jermaine Dupree. So just so you know, these people have been around, they've been out there doing it. Literally, Life Jennings. <laughs> um,
1: I was just listening to Hypothetically the other day. With PRP. Fantasia Burrito? <laughs> yes.
3: I love when Fantasia is singing her fucking ass off
1: in that song. technically you're the baby's daddy anyway. Okay.
3: <laughs> is it wrong for me to cover him? It's wrong for me me to cover my
0: tracks
3: Like, I was like, okay, I better sing this goddamn song
1: They sang that
0: I love the music threads on Twitter I think that's probably my favorite thing to bump into
3: That is, you know what, I don't like I don't tweet a whole lot on the twit But the the thread, this made threads worth it When I saw people doing all the music stuff Because when they do, like, best uh, videos of 2000s You know, tracks you might have missed and stuff like that
0: There's a girl named Naima have you seen her? I don't know if that's her handle. Oh, on Twitter? Not, oh, yeah. not our friend Naima. It's like another girl, Naima. And she has a hashtag called Music Sermons.
4: mm um,
0: Because her threads were so good. So I'm sure she was like, you know what? I need to hashtag it because it's an easier way to find them. But she will go into, I mean, the history from beginning to now of an artist. She just did Tina Turner. And it's just fascinating cuz she gets into facts that I'm like, "Oh shit, I didn't know that." You know, I like, have to I, check
1: that out. I love yeah. shit. Yeah. Like, that. like oh, I didn't yeah, know she. so
0: many things about Tina Turner's career. I just knew her music, but I didn't know like the records she was breaking, I didn't know the kind of deals she had. How she, there was like one fact where she said she had like 10 music deals in a one year span or something crazy like that. Like, just cool shit. And so definitely, did you find it? What's her at?
3: Um, her at is at Naima. At Naima. N-A-I-M-A.
0: Yep. And the hashtag is music sermons, right?
3: Yep. Hashtag music sermon.
0: Yep. And she's Dope, like she's thorough. She's like a music historian, and I love people that are using it that way. There was one the other day, not by her, but someone else, that went into the history of Janet Jackson. One that went into the history of Prince, and they're long threads. Yeah. Like the people update them for like weeks at a time. Nineties but...
3: game changers, the gold era of hip hop, R and B collabs. I love. It that. takes two R and B duets.
0: Threading was probably the best feature yes. that yes. Twitter could have added. Yes, for sure.
3: But yes, that is it here over for this part of Music Man segment. Uh, Listens Lately.
0: Yeah. So I was telling you that Aaron Camper.
3: Yeah. Fran put me on. Aaron Camper's back with the new project.
0: Right. So he has a new project called High Def. First of all, shout out to Aaron. Shout out to Aaron Camper. Absolutely. Right. Um, So when I saw, how did I find it? I think. I think he tweeted it because we follow each other on Twitter and he tweeted Yo, it. He
3: is so funny on Twitter. I love him. One of my <laughs> friends tweeted that they were unfollowing him and he retweeted it. <laughs> with uh, I forgot what he said, but I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> I said, that's what your ass gets.
0: But he tweeted it out. And of course, people were like, oh, my God, it's so good. So I listened to it immediately and uh, was listening to it on the train. He has a song called High Dollar Habit. And then, that's my favorite, personally. And then he has a song called That Body, which kind of ties into what what you were saying is your playlist, Asante, where the music changes Mm -hmm. towards the end. It flips into a whole different track to the point that I literally turned and looked at my Spotify like, is that a whole other song? (laughs) Then I went to click it back and it started it again. I was like, oh shit, it's a flip. Y'all know how I feel about Mm. that. So check that out. It's a track called That Body, and it's halfway through. It just turns into a whole different vibe. Love that he did that. Those are my two favorites. I've been listening to Iman Omari again. (laughs) I'm still stuck on Beneath You, Move Too Fast, Kama Sutra. Really the whole project, the IHY project, and still on B-O-I. What does that mean? I hate you. You know what it doesn't? What does it it mean? has like a spiritual meaning. Someone actually tagged me. I didn't get a chance to read it cuz it was like a long post, but it's something spiritual. It definitely oh, that's doesn't dope mean then, yeah, yeah, it don't mean I hate you. <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, ignorance."
1: Um <laughs> I'm like, "This is a hell of an album. <laughs> this, all right, if that's what you give me out the door, Demonish. I
0: know, like, <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah, and Needlepaw by and I Napalm. I'm still listening to that. And yeah, that's it.
3: Dustin
1: first of all I just want to say there's a video post on Days Loaf's Instagram that I've been watching like it's the video for whatever song this is she's playing off she her upcoming good. album it is such a dope song and she's talking about how her and her lover you know they got into a fight and she told him not to be hitting her and you know she's like you got these people laughing at me express yourself it's been building up gradually like the things she's saying i know it's just about to be a song so i'm looking forward to her project like it reignited like i'm excited all over again about her um other than that just really quickly i've been listening to this guy named rex life raj he's got an album called father figure two flourish and it's a song in there called level up that is my um and also, B-Wheel featuring Boosie. Boosie is problematic, but you know I like his music.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, and
1: this guy named B-Wheel has a song with him called "Dim Holes Gonna Choose. <laughs> and it's really, really good. Like, it's really God. good. It's motivational.
0: Motivational. It's great.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's it. Dim Holes Gonna Choose. Or just Freedom by <laughs> Jesse Smollett. But that's it.
0: Oh, sweet. Yeah. Amen.
3: Well, I cannot stop listening to Miko stir fry. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. That, it just it great won't stop. song. Just it just won't stop jamming. <laughs> um, outside of that, I have also been revisiting Lil Uzi Vert uh, this last the latest project. Um, I started to listen to the latest project when it first came out, but then I kept revisiting the project before that, so it was hard for me to transition. So now I'm like all the way into the second project that I've been listening to for months, and I'm back in the gym. So it's not. Like, yeah. it, it sounds even better in the gym. See? Because the endorphins that are released. you a moment. So absolutely. And, and some of the songs, I have to give it a moment so I can finish the particular exercise. Give
0: it a setting.
3: Or else I'm not going to finish. <laughs> like, in some of the songs, I'm like, okay, you're racing Uzi Vert on this treadmill right now. You're actually running past his ass because, you know, he's running by eating like a, a Jolly Rancher or some shit, <laughs> being fruity or whatever. I'm like, what are you doing, nigga? Um, anyway, yeah, I'm not listening to a whole lot of new stuff. Uh, everything I've been listening to. Oh, uh. Kali Uchis? Uh yeah. Uh, she has a song Callie with uh, Tyler, the Creator, and Boosie Collins.
0: I did hear so, it. It was cool. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I really like that Funky. shit. Funky. <laughs> I, I love all that. And because of that, I've uh, also been listening to Thundercat, <gasps> that project, <gasps> Lava Lamp, or um, damn, what is the name of the project? I just can't stop listening to it. He has a song on the project called Lava Lamp, but I can't remember what it's called.
0: Thundercats the shit.
3: He's the shit. And he has a song with um, Michael McDonald. And it's, like, trippy as hell. But that's the shit. And all the other shit I'm going to put y'all on to next week. So how about that? All right, that's it for the Music Man segment. Now we are moving right on over to asking for a friend. Okay. Now don't forget that the email for the show is friendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. I actually... I talked to a couple of people in person. I can't believe this happened to me twice in the street where people are like, oh, you know, I want to send in something into the show. Like, what's the email? <laughs> like, I've had a person, and I literally got the chance to ask, and I said, do you not hear me when I say the email on the show? And like, you say it every week, but I forget. And then my mom thinking,
0: I say it every week. A real life troll. you trope. can't
3: even rewind it. You're going to say you forget. <laughs> you can't even rewind it. So, for those that missed it, it is the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. That's the damn email. Anyway, This one, the subject here, because I do not give out y'all's names, because I don't want y'all to be, you know, out there getting heckled or whatnot. Uh, It's titled, Help Me Friend Zone, Protecting Your Black Magic, How to Deal with Black Mixed People with Identity Issues. All right. (laughs) Hey, friends. I was thinking about the discussion about Amara LaNegra, the intersection of black and Latino identity. And it got me thinking about my own situation. I hail from the land of Mr. Tell-It-Like-It-Is. Bernie Mac, for those who are unfamiliar. Okay, I'm currently in a relationship with the man who used to be my best friend. So when we started dating, I knew what I was getting into. I knew that he had two children from a friend-with-benefit situationship from 10 years ago and was okay with dating a man with children. Purely out of curiosity, I asked what was the race of his children's mother. He answered that she was black and white.
1: She couldn't look at him and tell he was our best friend. I know you can look at them kids and tell what's going on, especially if... Well, I asked what the race of his children's mother is. (laughs)
3: He answered and said she was black and white. I'm also mixed race, so I was like, oh, okay, that's cool, and didn't think much of it until I met her. Mm. Imagine my surprise when I realized not only does this woman deny that she is black and white, she is instead identifying herself as 100% Puerto Rican. Just to give a little context on the situation,
0: that was such a plot twist. (laughs) Like the last, Rachel Delosia,
3: she went Puerto Rican. (laughs) (laughs) She went Puerto Rican. Puerto Uh, Rican. (laughs) She is a black and white woman who is fair skinned with prominent black features. It was very strange to me, and I decided to hold my tongue. I'm Puerto Rican and black. I know from personal experience that it gets very tricky when you're mixed with one or more race when it comes to identity culture and societal acceptance i don't know how it feels to be a black and white person but i recall my struggle with identity puerto ricans look at me like i'm not puerto rican enough and black people look at me like somehow i'm ashamed to be black because i'm proud to be puerto rican i asked my boyfriend what he thinks about it and he's just as confused her mother is white and acts (laughs) black because she was okay you ready for this this is the the, uh... plot is number two Her mother is white and acts black because she was raised in a predominantly black neighborhood. Her father is black and has made it very clear that he's a proud southern black man. I'm so confused. How do you pull a Puerto Rican identity out of a black household, upbringing, and neighborhood? I just can't understand taking on a whole new identity like that. It's gotten to a point where the black woman is offended. The black woman in me is offended as fuck that she's pretending she isn't black. And the Puerto Rican in me is pissed that she's appropriating my culture. (laughs) <laughs> I see that her self hate has affected and poisoned her daughters too. There was an incident where her daughter called me a nigga.
0: Wow, this <laughs> is.
3: Her father was <laughs> shot, and he informed both of them that they're black. And the daughter that called me a nigga got really mad and said is she is happening? not black. The other daughter looked confused. Now I have two sons, and now I'm very concerned. Here's my issue because there are children involved. <laughs> These two girls shunned. Here's their... the issue. Right. <laughs> well, here, here, is, here is my issue <laughs> Because there are children involved there, These two girls shun their blackness And I'm trying to teach my sons To be proud of who they are Black and Latino It's not helpful to have these confused kids interacting with my kids Should I say something to this woman? I'm at a point where the black and Puerto Rican woman Woman in me is offended I've tried my hardest to just ignore her But I'm about ready to shake her And tell her, like it T.I. is, and be like, what the fuck is your problem? She's getting on my last nerve with her ignorance. So, should I try to teach those girls about who they are and how lit it is to be black? How can I deal with this weird situation?
0: Wow. Yep. (laughs) Dustin.
1: First of all, no, you shouldn't teach them girls nothing. They're not your children. It's not your responsibility to educate mm. them girls on anything. If they mama want to lie and say she's Puerto Rican and <laughs> tell them girls the same thing, that's cool. Now there's uh, there's an option here. We go again with these damn tongues Listen. and lips. Okay, there's an option there for you to have a teachable moment when that little girl called you the n word. That's when you tell no, your little black ass <laughs> is okay. one. Okay, That that's when you teach her the lesson. <laughs> But it's nothing else for you to say. and You didn't let the moment... I can't stand no let the moment go by-ass person. You should have said it right then. When, you, when the girl called you the name, that was your moment and opportunity to teach. What did Nene say about the door, Asante? The door is closed. Thank you. So you don't need to say nothing to nobody else's kids. That's not even your problem. Don't worry about it. Move on. And just don't have them in your house.
3: But it's affecting her kids, her sons. How? Because the man she's talking to is his daughter's. Tell her sons to
1: handle it then.
4: <laughs> Friend,
3: what's your, um, <laughs> that's what's
1: your, your <laughs> you know, let them get juvenile. Uh, you know what I'm uh, saying? Uh, Maybe they did a little playground teasing. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get out Friend, on the what thing. Did, what would you do? I see y'all brought y'all black asses over here again <laughs> today. You know what I'm saying? Put them sons on it. <laughs> that's <laughs> what you need to do. Remind, you want the, you really I want them sad. girls to know they black? Put them sons on it.
0: Put them sons on it.
1: <laughs> Put the sons on it. Put them it. sons on it.
0: Gosh, I'm like just—it's just such a mess. I don't—it's like it's so packed. I mean, (laughs) you got me rolling up my sleeves. Okay,
3: I don't know if we're gonna make it. She's nervous now.
0: I agree with Dustin that they're not the sons. Oh, right. No, they're not (laughs) the sons. I agree that they're not your kids, so it's not your place or your responsibility. But if they are spending time in your home. And also being raised with your kids. I wouldn't necessarily like, you know, have a chalkboard up giving them history <laughs> lessons on blackness. But I think just you being an example of it is enough. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just being an example of it. Obviously their mom is a mess. And you just being this beautiful, awesome stepmom that is did she say she's a stepmom or they're just dating? She she dating. They're, oh, well.
3: But, you know, they used to... I guess they was friends way back before.
0: Okay. Well, them just witnessing you in who you are and your comfort with who you are and how you speak, how you carry yourself, what that means to you, I think that's enough. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's not her kids. That's what I'm like.
1: that's am like. So, it's only so far you can go. It's really nothing you can do. Yeah.
0: As as, long As, as than... far as your kids, as long as they know from you how strong... You know, as long as your household is in check, you shouldn't worry about other kids affecting them. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Makes well, friend,
3: I agree with you 100,000% to the point to where I would like to say to you, miss, it is your house and it is your domain. Um now you are dating this man. I you I don't you don't specify how long y'all been dating or what the case is, but let's just assume you've been dating him long-term uh to the point to where you know that you can tell him, "Hey, um, you need to have a conversation with your daughters about their blackness and whatnot." Um, I don't care about your baby mama and her confusing them, but when they come into my house, I will be referring to them as nappy-headed young women <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. because oh, that my God. The,
3: or niggas that that one over there called <laughs> me. A, I fuck, call them niggas That so one over there called me the a nigger. Well well look that's what I am saying. That one over there called Please. me a nigga Stop and she needs to know she <laughs> needs to know that she is a nigga too. So I will remind her about that nappy hair on her head to Jesus. let her know that she is just like me because the world will remind her of that shit. Okay? <laughs> they not the world ain't gonna forget. So why she out here calling me nigga like it ain't shit, wait till she feels that N-word for the first time by a white man in the pickup truck.
0: How old was them little girls?
3: She didn't give the she ages. Said. She didn't give ages. <laughs>
0: Y'all over here calling them names. I'm just, I, be like,
3: hey, I just I be feel like, like I know y'all niggas is coming over today. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Like, everybody's saying, they're Ooh, not your kids. <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> they're not your kids, so honestly, you really can't say nothing, yeah, you but, can't. but at the same time, you are dating this man, and I feel like, you know, between you and him, there might be a conversation on how far you can go as, you know, a woman, the, a, a, a female figure in their life, right. and the things that you can say or do. That's why I feel like if you clear it with him, and it is your house, I don't feel like you gotta ask him to say anything to them. Like, like, listen, when you bring your daughters over to my house, the treatment's gonna be a little bit different because, you know, your your their mother, she's telling them things, and it's just, it's going to mess with my boys. And I can't let that happen. And if he's cool with it, and if he's cool in having the conversation with them, with you, I think that you all can sit down and talk about it. Now I feel like you need to be prepared to drive this
4: conversation.
3: <laughs> Since he ain't driving it between the baby mama. Yeah, he Since he's clueless. He didn't slept with this woman that is continuing to pretend that she is Puerto Rican. <laughs> yeah, so I think that you need to tell him, like, these are your children. And you don't want them having no rude awakenings in the world. So I would like to help you. Along the journey, while I'm helping my sons, and it could be a fun family thing, and you can see if your ass still really want to be here. And if you know why this
0: feels like a character on insecure, look, (laughs) look, I'm
3: I'm about to go even deeper. And if you can't match my blackness, then we can move on. I just, and some people are not ready to match your blackness, and that's real. That's something you got to come to terms with. And if he wants to let his children pretend to be Puerto Rican with their mama, then you can't have that with your son. It's like you, I don't want, I wouldn't want to do that. One day they might want to call you mom, and it's like, yeah, you you my daughter, but I'm the Latina, you not okay, girl, (laughs) take that out.
0: And you know what? You brought up a good point. This is his job. It is. He he the daddy. This is he slept with the woman. His job. He should know how you feel. Honestly, he shouldn't even be. Basing this on how you feel, he's this a, should be a problem know. to him. That's exactly. what I'm saying. a long time ago? Yeah. He
3: slept. Su- he slept with a woman. pretending to be Puerto Rican. He sounds
0: so passive. And if you bring it
3: up, and he's just like, oh, oh man, you know, then you
0: got bigger problems. You need
3: to. That's what I'm saying. If he came <laughs> at like your blackness, problems. <laughs> he ain't. He ain't there, girl. <laughs> right. I, I need an update. Okay. You Please. know. You know the email. Man, she need a new date. <laughs>
1: I got a new <laughs> You need an update And she need a new date
0: And an Instagram Because I got to see This Puerto Rican.
1: Throw him The kids The baby mama Throw all of them away <laughs> In a different pile By themselves And start fresh
3: That might be a lesson For your sons too Like listen
1: Right Don't stay with nobody This is how you clean ethnicity. house
3: <laughs> Okay Okay Because you might get you one of the white girls Pretending to be black And then she gonna cry Rape or something you know, Oh my god for real. You I tell
1: man man And little <laughs> Dre Or whatever <laughs> Listen y'all they ain't coming over here no more, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> the niggas ain't never coming back. Hit it, Childish Gambino. <laughs>
3: Stay woke. <laughs> <laughs> Look, niggas creeping. <laughs> yeah. <Yo, laughs> Woo. So she's sitting up there tender
1: headed and calling somebody a nigga. If you' if you if you tender headed, <laughs> oh you ain't got no business <laughs> using no <those> black racial <laughs> slurs like that.
4: She Hopefully, can't even she can't even
3: call you. them
1: nappy headed now nah, think about it because if
3: they mix they might have that gray hair to think that they can be... <laughs> never mind They might you know, not that's what I'm saying look, they might they not They might cause... be
1: tender headed they might not have that hair and just be in a world <laughs> of delusion If you got a whole a black very mama dangerous
0: rabbit hole
1: a whole black mama that is denying it I I don't think you got I think you can tell About the hair I
3: mean with black ass You can look at them Little
1: niggas And tell they black Them little girls You you can look at them The the grandparents
0: Hopefully we helped you (laughs) I don't know How much We helped you But it should be A gem in
1: Next segment's We're gonna send that in On Martin Luther King Day For real (laughs) Of all weeks To get this letter We're gonna get this On MLK Week
0: (gasps) Woo Woo So now let's jump into this week's Black Business of the Week. We have a guest with us today. What's up, Mouse Jones? Uh,
2: uh, uh. who Mouse Jones? (laughs) Who Mouse Jones? Shout out to y'all for uh, thoroughly thrashing me the other week on this podcast. No, it wasn't a friend. It was a production, and I appreciate it. Welcome. It's
1: family (laughs) love, man. He said
2: that 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 was a good one. He said, uh, he said, yeah, all them educated motherfuckers. In then mouse. And no. mouse. Yeah. Because I, I told Fred, I said that's exactly how I feel on that goddamn show.
1: <laughs> see how manipulative he is? He's trying to play on our emotions and make us feel bad, and say something I, nice to build him up. Well, well, fuck this, that. Well, I know him zone, by his I've birth listened. name. His birth name is Rat Jones. No. <laughs> that's that's why I see, that is the only thing that, I would
2: but. refute because I don't be telling on nobody. You should right? see the
1: you should see the the paw print on his uh, birth certificate. <laughs> By the way, Mouse is wearing a
3: goofy movie T-shirt.
2: Dustin was born boy, y'all. I want y'all know that. <laughs> <And> Dustin,
1: Dustin <laughs> never
2: had no head.
1: <laughs> and and grown, and groaning. I didn't cry as a baby. I grown. <laughs> and I was tired of shit as a baby. Hey, Dustin
2: Dustin, was born, Dustin was born late to work. <laughs> Yeah. That's what was born with some shit to do.
0: That's what was born. He
2: started patting his pockets. Oh Ooh. shit. What do I do with that? Oh my God.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> so So Mouse,
1: welcome to the friend zone. Yo, Can I'm we be hit. dignified for five seconds, please? I know <laughs> right. it's a lot to ask. Okay. You have something that you would like to talk to the people about. I yeah. would like to give you the floor now. Thank you. Now, you ain't got to lay on it like normal, but you can sit in the chair, but you got the floor. Listen, go this, ahead, this go floor on. looked a little too nice. I ain't, no right now. I ain't laying on all that right like this.
3: Now. I'll shuffle you off the floor now.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, number one, let me thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. I've been a listener since the very beginning. Um, me and you, Dustin, uh, I actually was a fan. I started off as a fan of all of y'all. Uh, Fran, I was, I, was, I was wasting a young lady's time. <laughs> um, and, she, and this was like when YouTube was getting big with the with the its own content with like user generated content. Yeah, and she would always talk about it. I'm like, I, I, I don't know no friend. I'm trying to get with you. <laughs> um, but then watch it, I like Oh my god, that is a that is a queen. A queen. Oh my, god. That, that was even that was even before <laughs> I started had knowledge <laughs> and started respecting <laughs> women the way I do. I was just like. it was (laughs) was just something about it you don't don't talk about her like you talk about these other bitches that's right that's right
4: something about her it's
2: something about about friend no y'all and then then Dustin and Sante I've been a fan of y'all since you guys started making appearances on uh, The Read that's right and then I me and Dustin met on a set of
1: uh, Social Decoded. Yep. And I was like, that's oh, my yeah. brother. Yep. And then he was like, that's my brother. I was like, nigga, Instantly. if somebody say something, I'll bust him in the mouth. And out. by that <laughs> point, I had already slapped the motherfucker because you know everybody talk about Mouse anyway. <laughs> <So laughs> opportunity they has been sure, presented itself. My ears <laughs> oh, always my ringing. God. I don't
2: even care no more. I hear that ringing when y'all talking about that ringing. I said, I'm used to that
0: shit. <laughs> <laughs> but Miles is the crowd fave on Grapevine TV. Yes, he is. I feel like he, yes. his clips are always being circulated on the internet. Shout out to the Grapevine. Um, shout out
2: to Grapevine. Um, yes. Shouting Sakuna, and Donovan. appreciate them.
3: Donovan, yes. I
2: appreciate yeah, yes. it. They, they, I don't know why they made me a resident cast member. Because I definitely didn't think I was coming back after the first time.
3: But look, better you than me. <laughs> better you than me. I said I was up there. I was like, oh, these niggas got something to say. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I belong here. Oh, yeah, no. I seen Asante
2: walk in. I said, because I seen his name no, on the No, I seen
3: sheet. you walk in because remember... <laughs> Who was late? (laughs) Mouse Jones was late. Oh yeah, Mouse Jones was late. They had had to move some things around, which made my day a little bit longer because Mouse Jones was late. Okay, you want to talk about a diva? Here come Mouse Jones.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But let's just be clear: one of the main reasons that people appreciate your contribution to Grapevine TV so much is because you say things that a lot of people are not talking about or comfortable, comfortable (laughs) enough (laughs) to say. Okay, and you say them with emotion and. People believe in the words that are coming out of your mouth. Right. So we really just appreciate your contribution <laughs> today. Though mm-hmm. you want to share with the people, what you got the floor?
2: Yes. So uh, 2015, when I was a nobody, I'm still a nobody. But when I was a really, when I was a no, no nobody, <laughs> um, I started a little podcast called The He-Man Woman Haters Club. Mm-hmm. Thanks in part to, uh, to me being a fan of the Reed mm-hmm. and R.I.P. Combat Jack. Yes. Um, rest in peace, uh, O.G. Reg and uh, Brilliant Idiots. I, I was listening. And I'll never forget my brother gave me some, because at the time I was, you know, I was in the street and I was like, yo, like I'm just going to be the best street nigga there is. Like nobody's going to be a better street nigga than me. That's right. And at the time it was always conflicting because I had two kids and I had just got out the Navy. So it was always like bothering me. Like, yo, you used to do this as a kid.
1: So why aren't you a Rihanna fan
2: anymore?
3: I never was a Rihanna
1: fan. He said you got out the Navy.
0: Oh my oh, God. God.
3: I knew it instantly when he said Rihanna Tellman. <laughs> you were just on a was was the road. <laughs> like... You was being too serious. You were being too damn serious. But you told man. me I know and I say it. Okay. Told you to take that floor
2: back. Go ahead, Mike. Take Miles. it back. It's your floor. No, but ahead. no, um, so yeah, so I was it was I was at an intersection and I was talking to my brother and I was like, uh I was doing part time stand up comedy, but I was doing it in the church. So wow, then you because of it's no, for no more reason other than the fact that it was the only way I could do comedy and make immediate money. Okay. money. Church always church got money. M- mm-hmm. They always got money. <laughs> there's always a building fund. Cash racks. It cash. It wasn't no checks. <laughs> it wasn't no checks. I got a good job now and they like to pay in checks. I don't like that. Do you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, said, I don't like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pay me in cash. Mm-hmm.
2: And um so yeah, that was the reason I would do it. And I just knew I could do the same comedy and just not curse and churches eat it up because they always want to they always want something that's almost sinning anyway. So I would put their fist. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. was in the, he understand we done had these conversations so I remember 2015 I was sitting there like yo listen I'm gonna get out the streets Woo. I'm gonna get out the streets and I'm gonna um, start doing pediatric physical therapy
1: <laughs> what a transition
2: cause I was okay. going to, I don't like I, that's the only thing I can think I could do like I don't like life kids. is about the journey
0: yeah. not the like,
2: right if I can help kids get better then why not you right, know what I mean? Right, so I, right I, you I mean so I went and took the, uh, the prereq. Mm-hmm. Uh so I am a I am a licensed uh, physical therapy assistant Oh sure. so if I have a stop, you know, doing entertainment, I could do that. You can get you a job. I, I think I don't know if it expired. Uh, Not expired. It could <laughs> expire. It it's in New York. You always gotta re register some bullshit. Continuing education. <laughs> <laughs> be a big ass, be a big ass old nigga in some young people class. Yeah, hey, what y'all talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit crazy. But uh, And so on. Um, I remember I had this I had this I had this uh talk with my brother and I was like, yo, ah, I'm I'm about to give it up. Like I'm about to just get out the streets, about to stop doing this bullshit comedy and get in Get into uh, this physical therapy thing and he said nah don't do that like you got a voice and he met me in the Navy and just everybody would come to the chow hall just to hear me give my opinion on what the CO what the uh, uh, what our commander officer I had to say CO I wanted to say CO but they might think I was on the island right? so like what the what That's our commander I was like, officer wait, we? was, was wearing or just yeah. making fun of people they all, he was like yo listen people <laughs> would ask you about your music like yo you listen to all these podcasts do that he told me, he said, do something, don't do nothing. And I heard that, and I was like, nigga,
1: that was,
2: that was deep. You got to mm-hmm. stop being drunk, because he don't be really remembering <laughs> the deep stuff he telling. Right. me.
1: speaking in t-shirts. Yeah,
2: so the, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. what you do. So the very next day, I, I got this big old whiteboard that I used to write my, the premises of my jokes. Mm-hmm. And I erased it, and I just wrote podcast. What would my podcast be? And um, I remember, this was before, the, all, I, all I had in my mind was the read, combat, and So I'm like, alright, well, they already got that voice. What can I bring to the table? I'm like, me. That's that's the only I can bring is me. So I created uh, the He Man Woman Haters Club. Uh-huh. And
1: explain the title to so the people. He man, yeah, because you know uh,
2: a lot of smart people be stupid. Um, he Man Woman Haters Club is just an ode to my favorite movie, The Little Rascals. Uh-huh. And um, if you want to get oh,
0: that was like the little club. Yeah, right? I don't so, know, I so when people
2: try and get deep about it, they be like, but what does it mean? And literally, the the clubhouse, which is somewhere that they all congregated and could speak freely, Aww. and have to worry about girls telling them you can't say this. And that's literally <laughs> what I built the podcast yeah. around to have these conversations. Your little
0: treehouse, exactly.
2: And yeah. I plus, I was broke. I never got one of those, so <laughs> I created it <laughs> in your imagination. And some imagination, that's right? Cause...
0: And where would you have had a treehouse in Brooklyn?
2: No, I'm from Long Island.
0: Oh shoot, I'm, I'm, I'm well, from i think You could have had
2: a I should have been from Brooklyn because we was broke. <laughs> enough to live well in Brooklyn but <laughs> so my parents wanted to live broke on Long Island <laughs> no, like we had enough money to not have it <laughs> like if you understand what I'm I saying know. like Damn everybody man. got something I ain't got that <sighs> we was fucked up yeah and I was the old I'm the oldest child yeah so now that my the, the younger ones they got it good I'm like you got what another piss niggas <laughs> not <Yeah>. another piss <laughs> what Damn,
3: so they All had right. tree houses
2: yes Damn, they had so a playroom Think about that. And A since you was the oldest, room. you A couldn't even get in room. the treehouse. She I was, was hating outside the treehouse. How am I I'm hating from the, outside the playroom? Like, can't <laughs> even get in. Get in, get in. Can't yeah. even get in. But yeah, so I started the Hitman Women's Club alongside uh, my friend, my good friend Reek. Yes. He's also from Shout Rhode, out Rhode out Island. Shout out to Reek. So, uh, so I started that and I was like, yo, I, need it. I brought him on and I was like, yo, we're just going we gonna to get our voices heard. You feel what I'm saying? And um, that's what we started doing and we went strong for two years. Like no days off, no breaks yeah. every week. I was delivering content, making sure people heard it, and I knew it started catching because you know, rest in peace, my. Uh, I said, rest in peace, oh Lord. No, free my big homie taxes. Still yes. be safe though out here. Yes, understand tax something. On. It's still free tax do we? we don't pay no mind and no fake Ooh. accounts going on. Be safe though. Um, and I remember it was like eight episodes in, and I, I there was like a, a industry mixer, and mm-hmm. he was hosting it, and I was like, I'm pulling up on the nigga, like I'm pull up on him, and so I pull up. And, uh, like, that week I had some nigga he, he, uh, that didn't like him on. And so I dab him I'm like, what's good? He like, you mouse, right? I said, yeah, yeah. I'm all happy. Like, oh, well, my name getting known. I've been doing this for, like, a month. Mm-hmm. He was <laughs> like, yeah, you had that nigga that such and such <laughs> on your podcast. And I was like, God damn. This so I, is what like, happened when <laughs> the streets
0: get podcasted. what happened.
2: <laughs> yeah. okay. And so he was like that. I just moved you to had his left side. Saw. Uh-huh. Everybody understand that who knows tax? You uh-huh, well, move uh-huh, to the left side, uh-huh. you can't see that. I was like, "Yeah, you tried me. I'm sneak your ass." <laughs> but uh, but not nah, like he just took. You know, he he's a big help, and you know, um, just like Dustin and everybody else who's helped me along the way. Please. You know, uh, tax is a, a a big part of my career. A lot to that, and when we get home, we are gonna make sure that it's right back to business as usual.
1: Shout out to tax. Yeah. Yes. And so I just
2: kept just kept chopping away, kept chopping away. Um, we did a one year anniversary, and uh, people didn't think we could do that.
1: New Year weekend.
2: Not nah, that was at uh. The one-year anniversary was at...
1: Oh, no, it wasn't. Yes, mm-hmm. it was Uptown. Yeah. The yes. 100th episode... Was at the New York. Was at New York, yes. We sold
2: that out, and I was very proud of that oh. um, because I like to refer to my podcast as the little podcast that could. Yeah, because <laughs> you're short. And if I can't, I'm going to bust you <laughs> in your head so you do it. And plus, I'm short. Sure. I'm five 5'8". Listen, I'm regular hate. <laughs> Dustin is, Dustin
1: is. is, is astrono-
2: He's astronomically tall.
1: <laughs> I ain't even that tall. I'm just taller than you.
2: <laughs> five eight. Listen, 5'8 is regular height, my nigga. Like I'm taller than all the women. I like go on, go okay. on, go on. But yeah, so we did. So we did the podcast, and on that podcast, I, I seen. You know, it was all an experiment, right? It was all about growing. I never want to have a conversation if I can't grow. Right. Like, I feel like me and Dustin can't be as close as we are right. if I was still the same person I was in 2015. If you're not constantly having a conversation that promotes growth, yeah. then I don't want to be a part of it. So, you know, on my podcast, it would go from us talking about things. And I'd be like, damn, that's, that's how you see things? And Okay, then, like, I listen back now and be like, damn, Mouse, you was a dumb motherfucker. Like it's a
1: good thing. That's yeah. what it's about though.
2: And that's and I've always been able to have conversations. One of the most important conversations I had was with Dustin yeah. and um and, and and the guy from the great Von Donovan. And it was just I called it the pause episode. Yeah. That,
1: I was all right with it because we was cool. You yeah. Know what I'm and it's like
2: it was just a conversation <laughs> because my audience, my oh audience. I think when y'all. people first hear me and first got to know me, <laughs> they try and label. Like, this just with anybody, right? Yeah. Like it depends on what The medium they heard you on, which was, you know, why I'm pretty sure when y'all first thought they're like...
0: Why is friend with Dustin and Asante, they ratchet?
2: Or vice versa. Or
0: vice versa. More so vice versa. Right. <laughs> because they no, because don't, they do don't think. Light. No, don't no, think. I, I, I seen a all I've the queens was coming at us. Yeah, I seen the comments. For hey, friends. y'all, coming yeah. at well, me more. Well, I know in my
3: mentions it was like, <laughs> she ain't making deodorant in your podcast. What's she doing there? Give her back. I'm like, I can't give her back. She want to get And if <laughs>
1: anybody's getting dismissed, it's going to be your ass. Right. <laughs> we, but, we doing our job. Right. Stop anyway. talking about
3: housewives with her on there. You're bringing her down it's like what
1: <laughs> but that's
2: what I would run into so I guess like we all I would gotta say second. one thing yes. and, or you would get to know me one way like a lot the, the first big thing I was on was Social Dakota and then VH1 put me on um, on like a side bay uh, thing for uh, Valentine's Day I want to say that was 2016 <laughs> yeah and um, it was me, Tax and Cardi so when everybody sees me they're like oh well this is who this guy is so when I have these conversations on my timeline or on my podcast they're having a my audience is having a hard time registering it because they're like, wait, you, you think about it this way and you don't think about it this way? And I'm like, no, motherfucker. It's multi, multi perspective yeah, here. Like you gotta. I can't live just seeing the shit this way or I'm going to die. Absolutely. You feel what I'm saying? I can't just live seeing things as like a street nigga would see things because then I'm a die because I'm not going to see what's coming here on the side of me. Or even be open up
1: to so many opportunities, and you, you, all you have—excuse, why can't I? Another week, right, One where of my those. tongue is is milli rocking,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but. um... <laughs> All you have to do is look at the progression right. and the growth in your career. You right. can clearly see what your new way of thinking has yeah. opened up for you, yeah. for your family, man. Yeah. I tell you all the time how good a dad you are. Appreciate you. Uh, even though your hands are ashy. You know what I First mean? First of all, like, we got to stop.
2: There's certain lies I <laughs> won't let <perpetrate>. Ashy <laughs> hands, I, will, I, I am against the ashy hand <laughs> movement. I'm, I may be ashy in the mind, but not in the hands, all right? Good coconut right. oil go on these hands, you understand me? But
1: no, yeah. it just shows how multidimensional you are. And so I'm very excited. Excited that you were able to come on today and yeah. talk about your podcast. Yeah. Now, where can they find the He Man Woman Haters what, Club? Talk. The to he the Man people. Woman Haters Club took a break in November because for whatever
2: reasons. And I said, man, I ain't letting this shit go, right? You know, and I got tax telling me, you know, you got to bring that shit back. I got right. everybody, everybody threatening me. I'm like, <laughs> I do the threatening. Like, y'all, y'all gonna fucking relax? <laughs> so, um, you know, I I I, I hunkered down, rebranded, new music. Mm-hmm. Um, this is gonna be a, I don't want to say new energy. It's gonna be the same energy. It's just you know, we're going to funnel it the right way. Yes. I know that's not that you watch uh, anime, so we're going to make sure the Kamehameha's, the, uh, the Chias, okay, okay. you know, we all here. The
3: Chias, they're not Chia pets
2: or seeds? No, Chi. Chi. to Because you got to right. center it. Absolutely. So you get the spirit bomb. That's right.
0: All right now. Okay. Listen, that's I'm right. Hit. Spirit <laughs> bomb. Yeah. So Gilly. Uh, the He-Man Woman <laughs>
2: Haters Club podcast is coming back uh, Wednesday- the seventeenth of January. All right. You can subscribe on SoundCloud. You can subscribe on Apple iTunes. If you get your podcast, those That's places
0: today. Technically That's today, today. Right. To so listen episode. to this. Bah, 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 listen to this first <laughs> <laughs>
2: because you gonna need or you gonna need to get your mind right for you. Listen to what oh I gotta say. We got uh my oh brother boy. Mac Wild. <laughs> okay. On there we got Diamond. From um, if anybody listens to Tax Season, she was the blood CEO. Okay, and she's made many appearances okay on my now. podcast. <laughs> okay, so she's on there. And we just having a good time. I'm poking a few people in their head as I should be. <laughs> um, you know some some old niggas who need to move out the way. Uh huh. Um, Yikes. Yeah, Elliot, it's time for you to move. Oh. B dot. It's time for you to go. Ooh. <laughs> you goofy okay. nigga.
0: Okay, oh. so. But yeah, uh, man,
2: woman hate this club. But yeah, he man, woman hate this club. So make sure you start, uh, subscribe to that. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Mouse underscore Jones. No, 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 no. There can never be another tax season and tax season. There's no need for a new one because it's coming back. Oh, I know. It's coming back. Oh, I He meant one man, club. It's just Mouse being Mouse. I wasn't talking about that. But go on. Okay, <laughs>
0: right. Well, thank you for coming through, Mouse. Yes, we appreciate, appreciate you y'all. and good luck with the new season of thank the you. show. Hopefully,
2: I got to get y'all on. I have to get y'all on. I had Dustin on, friend. I know it's not on
0: you Paul's You gotta let brand. me know what the topic is. <laughs> oh, I know, but that's the, that's the beautiful thing I'm, about friend. the house.
2: This, this,
1: this is more of a you let them know what the <laughs> topic is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there ain't friend. no topic. You the topic. <laughs> you so, the topic. That's the topic.
0: It that sounds no... scary though. I don't know. <laughs> Psh, listen.
3: <laughs> Weed and music, I'm there. Next <laughs> week, I'll make sure. Oops. But All ne- right. well, you know how yeah. come get in the
1: ring I know that so know. Next You're week guests know. gonna fuck
2: everybody up Next week guests gonna fuck everybody If our second week guests gone, Yeah it's gonna fuck everybody so up So they gotta stay They gotta tune in this tuned. week To find out who it is And if you are from any place Not New York Let me know who you wanna hear on the show Cause one thing I felt like I didn't do And, and you kinda have to do it As a growing podcaster Like as somebody who's grown With your podcast you got to, you you might not have the reach to be able to say, yo, when you, when you in this city, when you in my city, come on. Yeah. Niggas be doing shit. You, it just don't work sometimes. Niggas yeah. sometimes don't respect your gangster. sometimes. So I'm running down on niggas. Like I'm flying out to wherever. If y'all say y'all from Detroit, y'all want me to interview somebody, I'm coming to Detroit. Yep. If you in Atlanta, I'm coming. I'm actually, I will be in Atlanta um on the 26th, to, from the 26th to the 28th doing interviews.
3: A-Town? Yeah. Who so, you interviewing out and, and, there? And, and,
2: I know a few people. You going to the
3: strip there. club while you're there? I, it depends <laughs> on who baby mother take me there you know what continue I'm sorry I need to stop <laughs> that's right so Wednesdays
1: you guys you can catch the He-Man Woman Haters Club on all podcast formats right Miles just SoundCloud and, um, and Apple SoundCloud and Apple Podcast yeah. and that's all you need to know <laughs> yeah yeah gang gang Puppet. appreciate thank y'all thank you Miles
2: I appreciate y'all for real
1: alright
0: and that's it for this week's episode do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here
1: yes I do have a church announcement.
0: Smirky face. I'm very
1: excited to announce that I will be joining the family at CashThisLife dot com. Um, hosting a brand Woo! new series um, that is very exciting and dynamic. I'm actually not going to share too many details because I think no. there's something to be said for the mystery. But just look out for some major announcements and content um, You're not from even me.
0: Give them a snippet. Don't tease on them. A I'll
1: tell bit you this. Um... I'm so excited to be the gentlemanly expert of Mm. CassiusLife.com. I'm so excited to be able to opine on lifestyle tips, techniques, um, social cues, all of those things from a gentlemanly grown man, hint, 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 hint perspective. Mm. So I'm very excited about this grown man project that will be coming out in the very near future yes. on Cassius Life. I mean, very near future on CassiusLife.com. Congratulations,
4: Party. And it's one of
1: those things, thank you so much, it's one of those things that you'll literally just have to see to understand and experience, but I'm very confident that you'll enjoy it. And it's gorgeous. So, so I'm very excited to share it with the world. I don't even want to give the title away, just know that it's a very grown manish project. <laughs> and it will be coming out in the very near future on CassiusLife.com so if you're not familiar go to CassiusLife.com it's a very exciting new fresh take um, from an urban professional perspective um, Just great lifestyle Just go to CassiusLife.com And look out over the next few days For something really exciting That you're going to see a lot more of From mm. me on their website So I'm very excited you guys Yay, we're Congratulations. Excited you. I Ooh, can't even tell y'all everything familiar. But that's what I can tell you That's so, how we so, started yes, here I'm very excited Thank Yay. you Excited
0: Right and you church announcements Not finish?
3: yet But this is going to be a crazy crazy year here, um Indeed. i just i just need everybody to know that new york i'm coming with something fresh something new something exciting and <laughs> uh it's coming and new york is going to be the first stop on a crazy train that it i will be riding be. yeah <laughs> new york you're gonna be it so it's coming soon i can't say nothing more yet
0: yeah i love <laughs> when y'all do that y'all are such teases what about you friend um nope Level
1: <laughs> <laughs> one this, week. Not this week,
4: still. huh?
0: <laughs> still uh, you know, uh-huh. laying low. You steeple fingers. <laughs> steeple fingers. <laughs> no, still laying low. Um, definitely, like the guys always say, there's a lot in the works, so I'm excited to talk to you guys about, but nothing I can talk about yet. So um, yeah, in the meantime, I'm still cleaning my house, yes. <laughs> watering my plants getting my ducks in a row and there's just a this is gonna be a great year yes. i'm actually excited for all of us because all of us have great news and before we get out of here i have to shout out that my beautiful friend Chesca lee yes Revealed... Yes. ...her cover today. Did you guys yeah, she, she, she is published now. Ches- she has a book coming out, you guys. Go
1: ahead, Cheska Lee.
0: I know. And first of all, you can go to her Instagram, which is just Chesca Lee. Mm-hmm. And she published... Look, the cover... Of her book. I love yeah. it. Isn't that pretty? Comes out in April. Francesca Ramsey is called, well, that escalated quickly, <laughs> Memoirs and Mistakes of an Accidental Activist.
1: I love it. Yes. I love it. And it
0: comes out on May 22nd, but you can pre-order yeah. it right now yes. at www.wteqbook.com. You guys, pre-order it. Yes. Because we have to Sell get her on the New York Times yes, bestseller list. It's yes, It's a big goal of hers. We can make it happen. Yes, you know how yes. the internet does. We're the ecosystem. Let's help her get that. We love you. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations, this is Lee. Massive. I cannot wait for the book tour. I cannot Cute. wait to read yes. it. Cute. And you look so beautiful on the cover. So everybody, tweet her, leave comments under her Instagram. Actually, let's play a game. Let's like we always do. What emoji should they leave under the um. her Instagram post of the book so she knows we sent them? <laughs>
3: Can it be the wave? The little wave?
0: The little wave? Yes. <laughs> yes because yep. she's about to ride, the waves, ride a yes. fucking wave. So everyone listening to this, if you're still listening, send her a wave emoji. Yes. That's right. in color that we sent you. That's right. Thank you guys for listening. As always, we love you, and we will see you guys next week.
3: Stay black and protect your magic.
0: Bye.